This is Caitlin Blackwood. I played young Amelia Pond on Doctor Who. And you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. They just as we continue all the way to episode 434 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And what weekend we have got stories to tell y'all. Welcome everyone to this this yeah yeah my brain is done. This week's episode of the Five Shred Girls Podcast. So like Joyce, let's start off like we do with the virtual table and see you join us this week. This is This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel on her way to the sane asylum, I think. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Tis the season. Find me a haunted house and just stick me in a corner and I'll just scream at people. Uh, Oh my. What a weekend. But we will get to all those shenanigans. First, we need to do Zen News, which is all coming from the TARDIS. <laughs> so we got a new trailer for the 60th mm-hmm. anniversary special. So much, oh a lot more gosh. Dr. Donna. Just like, oh, <laughs> Donna, I have missed you. <laughs> Not much longer, not much longer, not much longer, though. Come on, BBC, In give us a theory. release date. This November thing is driving me bonkers. Yeah, because it's like at this point, it's like, are we, is it going to be all just, yeah, I know, but still, you know, it's like, is it going to be all just dropped on the 23rd? Are we just going to get back to back to back to back? Or are we well, going to spread well, these out leading yeah, up to the 23rd? That was my point. It's like, uh, yeah, we know that the at X one versus the twenty third, but this time during the fiftieth, we kind of knew a lot more. I mean, good. Oh yeah, we had that. We had that. Uh, the the night of the doctor. We knew that you know all all these different things were. It's like okay, this 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 being vague is not. And we had more audio books. That too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that. I mean, we're slowly getting the doctor specials from Big Finish, and then I know but those are even going to go beyond the sixtieth. Those are going to go into right. early next year, right? And then, um, BBC Books or Penguin Books, they're dumping a whole bunch of books on the twenty eighth of October, like stories from the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Mm-hmm. collections so there's that but it's like come on guys a little more <laughs> need the info yeah <laughs> to, to paraphrase a certain dr evil <laughs> yeah it's like we kind of we kind of need to like know what we're doing mm-hmm. for that month like we've we've scheduled out like you know topics for the podcast but it's all very very much in pencil right because as soon as that stuff we is, have no idea boom. when 
Well, I mean, the thing is, is like November 23rd, at least here in the United States, that's Thanksgiving. So it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, what are they going to do? It's like, are they going to, they're going to take that into account? Because the U.S. audience is rather large, but at the same time, it's like. Yeah, I mean, depending yeah. on who yeah. who's playing for Thanksgiving for the sports ball, I mean, I mean, the uh, Lions always the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. The Lions so. and the Cowboys do, and they're also doing for the first time ever a Black Friday game, which I don't know how that's going to go over. Right? Because it's the Jets. <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, people make plans. Right. Because I know for a couple of years there for Thanksgiving it was Lions Packers before they switched it to Lions Cowboys. So mm. <laughs> really? Because yeah, because yep. oh, I yeah, that's I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yes, Lions yeah. Cowboys. Because uh, John Yurkovich got taken out one year on the Thanksgiving game from a dirty play from one of the uh, Lions players. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, it would be it would be kind of nice to know so that we can plan uh, activities accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, hashtag first world problems. Yes. Uh, so because I don't want to get yes. distracted by the doctor while I'm cooking my turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turkey will get burnt. Yes. Um, uh so yeah uh lots of oh lovely... yeah and the how did you put it rachel the world's worst kept worst secret secret yeah finally got confirmed on instagram yeah <laughs> and the facebook page yeah yes they have finally confirmed that neil patrick harris is playing the celestial toy maker granted they're calling him just the toy maker but right yes. the fact that uh, the official Doctor Who website says an all-powerful enemy last seen in 1966. It's the hmm. celestial toy maker, toy whether they're calling yeah. that or not. So, yeah. although although I'm sure I'm sure Big Finish has some words to say about when well, when, when last seen, last, last seen, yeah. Last scene. If you uh, yeah. was... if you want to be if you want to be literal, <laughs> he was last seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. In nineteen sixty six. So because <laughs> I, I did a little right. research. There's you. there's three toy maker stories. Mm-hmm. Magic oh, Mouse oh. Trap, which is a seventh doctor story. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lost story with called The Nightmare Fair with Colin mm-hmm. Baker yep. and Nicola Bryant. Yeah, that's from that season that they never were happened. That never happened. happened. But they had yeah. written yeah. some more than others. But I know Nightmare Fair was one of the more complete ones. Yep. And then there's the Companion Chronicles with India Fisher, and that's Solitaire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. BBC had sent, or Big Finish had sent out an email, so they might sometime soon slashing prices if not already for at least two of those in the in the run yeah so did good at that <laughs> yeah so that's someone remind me if the 
the the TV episode is that one that's missing any of it? There's some clips in the like the Lost Collection okay. series, but you can find on Audible. You can find um, the audio with Linky narration. Yeah. I, I do yeah because it is yeah because only the fourth episode of the four port story the final test exists in the bbc archives is an incomplete right. 16 millimeter black and white film telerecording yeah and space yeah so yeah that one is one that there's most of it is is missing unfortunately so right and it's is, under the which may be why they're just referring him to as a toy maker, because it's like, yeah, most of this one's missing. Most people are going to know who he is anyway. <laughs> right. And it's know. under the BBC Radio Collection. Yeah. Through Audible. So you just do a search for Celestial Toymaker and you should be good to go. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. But a yeah, little more fun prep work. <laughs> yeah. People are all like, all the comments are like because they're like Neil Patrick Harris playing the toy maker and everybody in the comments is like yeah we knew that like the minute you announced Neil Patrick Harris was going to be in it <laughs> as soon as he walked out I mean it's basically pretty much the BBC shaking their head yes but I'll say no he's not being cast as the toy maker yeah <laughs> well it's really interesting again because that the you know because the it's a first doctor story it's a it's a, it's a Hartnell story because mm -hmm. most of it is missing so a lot of people have probably not seen it and they probably have not bothered to dig into big finish so then you also get the comments of it's like tell me you know nothing about the toy maker without telling me you know nothing about the toy maker and people are like what's with all the costumes and the and the accent and everything and I'm like oh you sweet summer child uh huh. Oh, okay here let me send you the link to big finish and <laughs> listen to these read up on <laughs> yeah even the guys on traveling the vortex they've done a toy maker deep dive just to prepare for this so it's like here let me send you these episodes of traveling the vortex <laughs> yes here's your homework assignment <laughs> yeah it's like the, it's like that's the whole thing with the toy maker is he's just he's He's play, he literally plays games. He's keeping you on your toes. So that's yeah. his whole, that's his shtick. So yeah, yeah he's, he's going to do things like, a trickster. yeah, yep. it's like he's going to change his a, appearance mm -hmm. and do all kinds of weird things. He holds a very long grudge from the sound of things too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, but this is very exciting. We're also going to yes. see the return of units. Yes. Stuart. Stuart. Yes. Kate has not seen this particular face since the 50th. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep. Yes, that's true. And of course, yes, Donna, 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 yes, and Lots and lots of Donna and Donna's mother. Yes. And, and we'll get some Wilf too. We I will. Like yeah. yeah. They're keeping Wilf on the down low. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh yeah so i mean is it is it uh well i mean we saw a little we i mean we did see the new unit facility in right jody's last episode but mm -hmm. at, at some point unit went from being like completely broke to uh apparently <laughs> finding more money, money. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah i think we, I think we had this 
I think we had this discussion that like unit was like digging in the couch cushions or something and they yeah. managed to buy this big ass building. Because uh, I posted yeah. something in our chat, just the side angle of the new unit yeah. headquarters, kind of. Yeah, like it doesn't look a lot like Star Tower. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I echo the tenth doctor's uh, comment back from a, the stolen nerds. It's like in the seventies or seventies or eighties, it was all a bit more homespun back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, we're going full Tony Stark, are we? Okay, unit well, Okay. Calling the Avengers. Oh, well, yeah. they're not those strong Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in Britain, their Avengers are a little different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what you did there, Chris. You like it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Couldn't resist. Well, yeah, who knows? Maybe Colson made a side trip from Tahiti and, like, here. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Let me show Don't you how this is done. Done, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. So yeah, I'm I'm getting very excited for the, oh, the 60th. Yes. I can't believe that uh, like it seems like forever ago that they were like David Tennant, Catherine Tate coming back for some specials, and now we're here. We're like Less than two months away. So. Well, and to see and to see RTD back in the reins, to see what yeah. kind of what he's gonna do yeah. and what Easter eggs he's gonna pull in. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, I'm almost done with my RTD era rewatch, so yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then uh, we got a kind of a, an announcement that uh i'm so glad that, it, that this character is coming to live action meep uh <laughs> if you've not listened to the big finish with with a with with meep do so because this, this character is just so much fun um but meep at least in this version in the live action version is uh going to be voiced by miriam Margulies, who most people probably know best as Professor Sprout. Oh, cool. Head of Hufflepuff from Harry Potter. So that's kind of fun. Exciting. Yes. Keeping it keeping it in the British family, because that's what you do. You yeah. everybody does Shakespeare. Um, and uh, eventually you either do Doctor Who or some other big epic thing that's got a huge following, like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. <laughs> so it, you, it, they, Everybody gets to do a little bit of everything eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, the island's only so big. You can only go so many places. That is true. So, um, but yeah, there's that. So exciting things coming from the BBC. Yes. And uh, speaking of the British Isles, this this next one, this is one I wanted to announce. Um, this, this relates. Um, so there is a Kickstarter I wanted to highlight that is about making a movie about, now yes, this is a Regency romance novel. It is of a local, uh, a local author to me, Sarah Eden, to the whole series, the Lancaster series, um, Around, revolving around this family uh, and the first book is Seeking Persephone and the book is kind of a retelling of the Hades and Persephone myth but in oh cool uh, the, so the plot is this 
the um there's this this duke who is everyone's kind of scared of him because he's really grumpy <laughs> i mean like he's he, if he glare if he glares at you you're all like ah yes sorry sir yes sir <laughs> you know hop to it um and he basically he thinks everyone's an idiot because basically compared to him they are and it's actually it's actually uh, it's actually very sweet and kind of charming um, but he, re- but he, you know, doesn't have an heir. He's not married. None of that. So if you read romance, you know how important that is. And he meets the guy who is going to inherit the title if he does not have an heir. And he's like, this guy is a freaking moron, and the title is not going to him. So I need to find somebody to marry and have kids because that's just how the, you know, you're doing Regency romance. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, so he, you know, they do some, they do some research, and they're like, okay, here's this this girl. She's from an impoverished family. She's a little older. She's got a lot of siblings. I can basically propose marriage and shower her with a ton of money, and she will, she'll marry me. And and so her name is Persephone because her father is a scholar. He named all of his kids after characters from Greek mythology. Uh, one of the boys is named Evander. I'm sorry. <laughs> um so she so so there's that and it you know and she she gets this offer just out of the blue her father is kind of kind of not paying attention to the family i mean he's kind and everything and and good but it's just kind of like they're in dire straits and their two brothers are off fighting in the war and etc so she's like okay here's my opportunity oh here's a here's a golden opportunity for us you know, get married, I'll be a duchess, and we'll have money, and we can secure future. So it's Pride and Prejudice, Mrs. Bennett, but she's not as freaked out. So anyway, they go up and meet, and the whole story is about uh, the the Duke of Kielder, Adam, uh, basically falling in love with Persephone, because she's actually a lot nicer than he expected, and he, and he, and she actually, you know, cares about him and it's a very sweet love story and then throughout the whole series like so they obviously they get married have a family and her siblings move in to the manor with them so that they can you know, be introduced into society and and have a future and whatnot and it's just so funny because he's got such the youngest sister's name is artemis in the first book she's eight and she is the she is the the i don't know what what you call her she is just mischief to the nth degree and the relationship between her and adam as as it goes on he never wants to admit that he is like really fond of her but it is clear that you you do anything to upset or hurt artemis or even think about doing it the duke of kilder is going is going to rip your liver out and make you eat it (laughs) it's that kind of dynamic and it's so it's so endearing and so charming so anyway my my point in explaining this is that there is an indie filmmaker. It's actually local to Utah. It was actually filmed in England and filmed a lot of different things. And he wants to make this movie with the author as a producer. They've got the act some actors involved. They're doing a Kickstarter to get the movie made. So if you are interested in supporting independent filmmaking, uh, if you like romance, and even if you don't. Or, or anything like that, you could, you know, just check it out, see if it might be something you want to support. Um, 
is, and also I'm being selfish because it would be really fun to see this as a movie. Um, there are a bunch of, you know, it's a, it's a Kickstarter, so a bunch of different tiers. There's like one's pretty low down where it's like, oh, you know, 20 bucks will get you a digital download of the movie all the way up into like, you know, a thousand dollars. You can go to the premiere mm-hmm. and it's actually going to be in Salt Lake. <laughs> so you can come see me <laughs> if you want, if you have that money, kind of money to drop on it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to highlight it because it's a really good book series. I really like this author and the fact that, that there are, you know, indie filmmakers and, and actors and stuff that, hey, we actually want to, you know, we want to do some things on our own outside the studio system. And, and I know that, you know, they came to a deal on, at least on the writer's side with the strike. Like, you know, you know, let's give, let's give some, some small time, uh, creators, mm-hmm. uh, some attention to so anyway the link will be in the show notes it's called speaking persephone um you know the 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 whole lancaster series is finished it also kind of ties in with their other jonquil brothers series which those guys are a hoot and a half so there's some crossover but you can just read the lancaster series and probably be okay um either way but they're both great so if, if that tickles your fancy if that's you know that's something you might want to look into I mean, like I said, she's she's with a small press, a uh, local press here in Utah, but uh, she's she's got quite a following. You could definitely get her stuff on on uh, Amazon or through your local library. They do interlibrary mm. loan after all. That is a thing. So uh, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, they're fun characters. Such great characters. Adam is like one of one of Sarah Eden's most popular characters, just because he is. He seems like such a jerk, and people are so scared of him. But he he is just a giant teddy bear underneath. Like, oh, you're 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 adorable. And the 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 the, the people that got to play Adam and Persephone, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so great. So, anyway, that's what that is. Very exciting. Yeah. Good times. <clears throat> we are totally down for supporting independent creators so and this wouldn't just be an independent movie it'd also be an independent author so yes absolutely well small All press but yeah small press so small local press but still it's yeah. outside the the, the, the homegrown track. homegrown absolutely and i've met her I've, I've actually met her in person several times she is so adorable it's so mm. funny because she's like i just love to research in history and all these things. So you, so you know, you think, you know, romance author, like, oh, it's a kissing book. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase it's, the Princess Bride. I understood that reference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, there is kissing, but there's also a lot of historical research but, that goes into her into her work and just the, yeah. Are there yeah. pomegranates? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are referenced. They are they are they are referenced. I don't think they take it. They play a humongous role, but you cannot have a Hades and Persephone story without pomegranates. without without nope. mentioning that. Nope. Yeah. And those of y'all that don't know what the heck we're talking about, will get brush up on your on your yes. uh, mythology. mythology there. Yes, I, I will. I will say because one of the times that, that I went and and heard her speak um, during one of her her book signings that. Uh, 
the reason that she wrote this story is because everybody who learns about the Hades and Persephone myth is like, oh, isn't it so terrible that Hades kidnapped Persephone? And she's like, but there's another, there's another interpretation of the story that Persephone wanted to stay with Hades because, you know, <laughs> he fell in love with him and it's very romantic and sweet because Hades, he, he's the guy who just got his job done and just because he's yep. the god of the underworld. So, yeah. but her mother was walking about, oh no, where's my daughter? Where is this? So, so there's like, well, this is how we can, you know, spend time together. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, pomegranate seed, like, I will eat these pomegranate seeds. So I will have to come here six months out of the year. And, yep. and that's, yeah. So that, that is, that is, that is kind of a more, uh, a different interpretation, which I think some other fiction writers, like if you've ever read any more Olympus, um, that 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 webcomic definitely falls into that category as well. So, and I'm mm. like, you know, it's a it's a it's a charming way to to look at a a story that's kind of gotten a bad rap over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Hades is just happy doing his job. He's not a he's mm-hmm. not an yeah. evil he's not an evil mustache twirling dude as some people oh. like to portray him. <laughs> yeah. No. Although although you know. plan to overthrow Mount Olympus and be his ruler. No, he he was happy down right where he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Sorry, can anyway, you guess so what I'm covering that... in seventh grade English right now? Ah. <laughs> well, this might be up your alley then. <laughs> yes. We we we, we are kicking yeah. off of mythology, so. Nice. <laughs> yes. Well, this is timely. So anyway, mm-hmm. so, anyway so yes, check out that Kickstarter if you uh, feel so. Oh. Link to that in the show notes. And then last in the Patreon feed, if you're a Patreon supporter for Gold Standard, this month's film is now available to you. Um, I can't say we because uh, Nick had to fly solo for this one because he recorded it yesterday and I did not get home um, in time and in any sort of condition to be recording anything because I was exhausted. Um, and then Zan had a last minute uh, personal emergency occur. Um, so Nick had to fly solo. So you can hear Nick talk about the psychological thriller-esque film that is The Hitcher. So... <laughs> uh. So there's that. So, uh, feedback. All right, feedback, of course, from Shalane, because of course we did a musical. So mm-hmm. she says, "All right, another musical. So far this year, musicals, Music Man, Lemons, Mamma Mia, Beetlejuice, and Our Sister Act." It's nice to know she's keeping track. So yes. Well, since this is a musical episode, I forgot to mention other jukebox musicals that are based on movies like Nine to Five. Well, kind of. It has Dolly Parton's song 95 and i think the bodyguard with whitney houston song i do believe yes the bodyguard mm-hmm. 
as it's all Whitney Houston songs. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Sister Act is a great classic with great songs, and Whoopi Goldberg made this film amazing. Uh, I've only seen this movie, and I do want to see the stage production. You and me both, sister. Good old mm-hmm. Al Menken doing the music for the stage production. Yes, he did. I do like the second one, but I love the first one way more. Hopefully the third movie is good. Well, whatever happens, hopefully. But that is all I have to say about Sister Act. I'm still trying to get used to this movie. It is very 90s uh, in some ways. <laughs> also, going back to Mamma Mia, I found out that one of the actors I work with at the theater company last year is going to be on that tour. Also, Mamma Mia tour is coming to Utah this Christmas. Very nice. I have to wait till early next year to see it. So, um, that is that is cool. We all are getting Jersey Boys, which is another jukebox musical. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is coming through Utah. So that is cool. Very cool. Yeah. Another music musical I believe you girls might talk about is Spamalot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. I'm sure that's somewhere in our oh, list. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, knowing, no knowing that, Rachel. <laughs> I have a Spamalot tattoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thus it is on the list in more ways than one yes, yes. I... J- just tb it's tbd do not worry yes <laughs> it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when when <laughs> said uh, also have you girls talked about monty python yet no not really again it is on the list we've made brief mentions because of connections with certain other people but yes <laughs> Because there are a lot, there's yeah. a lot of crossover with Monty Python and a number of things. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. we'll probably have to combine Spam Lot with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's what I'm, yeah, that yeah. sounds like a, that sounds yeah. like a good idea. Just, just talking about the Holy, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it's like, we would just be quoting it because it's like, how do you yeah. do this? It's yes. just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> A bunch of a mm. bunch of funny British comedians roaming around the countryside, being being their comedic selves yes. with, with coconut shells, with coconut <laughs> shells, and huge tracks of land. Yes, see, we've already got him into it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, so yeah, yeah. No, but Monty Python will definitely be happening at the very least. The Holy Grail. So. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then she sent another email. She said, sorry for another one, but this is the last one. I mean, Chrissy used to have relatives in Reno. That is true. They, our cousins lived there, and then they moved to Idaho. As, as That's a big change in atmosphere. Uh. Well, they moved to Boise, so it's the, a little more, well... Metropolitan? I don't, I don't wanna, a little more metropolitan. Uh, than most places in Idaho, yeah. but not by much. I don't want to dig at Idaho because yeah, her grandma in in the I, state. I, I so like that. potatoes just as much as the next person. Yeah. So also, also, although although Boise State, they, they, they their football team kind of makes my life. So, <laughs> they 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 have, they have to play Utah State. And Oh, you and your stupid blue turf! Like, just everybody. everybody <laughs> oh yeah, they are the ones with the blue turf. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone goes on and it's like, is that that special? Just makes it harder for for you to see the 
players on the field. Yeah. I really, if you, if if you think about it, blue turf, really, that should be Kentucky. It really should. I mean, I mean, it is the bluegrass it's, state for a reason. Yeah. So, it's just so saying. Funny that, like Boise State was the one that gets known for it, and then everybody else who, because there are other schools that have color, different color turf other than green, and it's like, oh, you're doing the Boise State thing. I'm like, of all places, why is Boise State the? Turf? The trendsetter, like, come on. They're like, we're in Idaho. We got to do something to stand out. <laughs> I get, I guess so. I don't know. Garrett's got cousins that live up there. His grandma lives up there. I've been there a couple of times, and <sighs> I can't get too mad. But dang it, mm. why do they, why do they beat my team? Ah. <laughs> we, we were, we were in the, when I was at Utah State. We, that was the first year in the in the in the WAC, and. Utah State wasn't very good, so Boise State always mopped the floor. But we're not bitter. <laughs> not bitter at all. No, not at all. Uh, she finishes, says, better. besides, yeah, she says, besides Nevada, it has casinos, Monte Carlo, California, Texas, Arizona, Florida, Louisiana, New York, London, Paris. That, actually, a lot of places have casinos now. Indiana has several casinos how it used to be here that the law was you couldn't have a casino on land so you could either go so we had a few on the boat river boat casinos down on the ohio river and that was it and then eventually they realized how much money they could make um so they started allowing casinos anywhere <laughs> pretty much so yeah we have pretty several uh within the state on land now so well with the with with how lucrative uh, sports betting is becoming i'm i'm sure we're going to see an increase in oh in yeah legalization of gambling all over yeah yeah so. not that unusual to see yeah las, las vegas days. is gonna have to start doing something else to kind of yeah make itself it's all out. the other stuff and so it gets people out yeah. there you know all the shows and, and everything it's like hey come see lady gaga she's headlining for the next six months you know yeah go skydive off of that one hotel but yeah i mean um, the only reason i want to go back out to las vegas is for all the stuff that has nothing to do with gambling so <laughs> well Shalane's feedback, and then we got some feedback from Aaron. His subject line notes email said, I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest, honestly. <laughs> so, hello, glorious five ish hosts. I had to play a bit of catch up over the last week because I just now finally finished both seasons of Good Omens. Went back to listen to your coverage of the second season. My brief thoughts are this of course, the casting was magnificent. Tenant and Sheen are marvelous. There's a part of me that would have liked to see them swap roles. That was originally potentially what was going to happen. Uh, if you listen to Neil Gaiman talk about it. I'm not trying to say that they're too perfect, but I'd like to see them play against type. That season one finale gave a small taste of that, but I'd like to see more. Season two was a bit of a letdown. I like that the first had a clear story and less enthusiastic about the second being a more of a guessing game. Also, where was Frances McDormand? <laughs> She was in there as a voice of God a few times. I adored her as a voice of God, and despite the cameo, she was sorely missed. 
finally, I'm curious how season three will unfold. I guess we're going to probably hear a lot of Francis in season three. Uh, <laughs> my personal prediction is that since the apocalypse was stopped in season one, the second coming won't be prevented in season three. Therefore, if Xerophil intends to save Crowley, Xerophil might have to make Crowley and possibly himself human. What better way for the series to end than Xerophil and Crowley is humans driving off into the sunset? As long as they're together by the end of it. Right? Well, I will almost take just about any end. <laughs> as for the Pirates franchise, when it first came out, I had no interest until my sister came home from the theater raving about how much fun she had with the movie. And lo and behold, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Depp steals every scene and the humor from start to finish never gives us a dull moment. The sequels are a little rocky. I rushed to see the second and hated it so much I didn't bother with the third until years later when a friend had a, about had a heart attack when I told her I hadn't seen it. She figuratively strapped me to a chair and popped in the DVD. I found it to be a slight improvement, but in all in all, the second and third just feel bloated. However, what shocked me is just how much I really like the fourth and fifth movies. I don't know if it's because all more time was spent developing them, but I found them to be much more fun and enjoyable. All this pirate talks kind of makes me want to do a marathon. <laughs> Take care, Aaron. So nice we could be such terrible influences on you, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> that means we're but doing our I job. Will, I will I will admit doing this podcast influences me to look at Always, some of the stuff we that we cover, especially stuff that I have not before seen, because uh, yeah, because there's stuff that I've seen that these ladies haven't seen. There's stuff these ladies have seen that I have not seen. Like, mm -hmm. I speak of my sister yep. too. I have not seen it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That is, we are doing We're our job. Constantly doing that to each other. I'd never seen the Goofy movie until we decided to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. that too. So. Yeah, we kind of go through and like, hey, I like this movie. And one of us says, I've never seen it. And we're like, oh, well, then we must review it because then you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how that's how this that's how this game works. We yep. Stumbled <laughs> onto our secret sauce. <laughs> You're one of us now, Aaron. One of us. One of us. One of us. Yep. Thank you for your feedback. Always yep. good. To yes, yes, so. yes. All right, oh, moving on to this week's main topic. Chrissy's and I's yeah. shenanigans running around like crazy people <laughs> spending money <laughs> that probably should have been saved for other things, but oh well, you only live once. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't take it with you, but the memories you can. So, yes, yeah. indeed. So, so I think, uh, all things considering, we'll do this in chronological order. So Chrissy can start first. All right. Yes. Because Fan X, Salt Lake Fan X, which I knew this, but I also didn't realize it. This is the 10th anniversary. So the very first one, that one that was so chaotic, but also intensely fun, 10 years ago, this year, this month even, kind of floors me. Um, That's crazy. I know. I'm like, wow. So Fanex, so so Fanex and Popcon started at the same time. Basically, yeah. Huh. So there you go. I, I I just I I felt like I felt like Fanex had been around for forever. It just changed names. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it was it was Salt Lake Comic Con to start off with. Yeah. And then because that first one was 
so insane and so well attended that, you know, the fire marshals <laughs> had to shut the convention center down, you know, close the doors. Um, they, they said, well, let's do a second one in the spring. And that was what they called Fan X. And then San Diego Comic-Con threw a hissy fit because it's like, no, there can only be one S something CC convention. So they had, so Salt Lake had to give up the Salt Lake Comic-Con and they just like, well, we'll just call it. So that's what we did. So it's all like Fanex. Um, and yeah, so 10 years. So we, um, so Jared and I went on Thursday afternoon. Uh, we kind of got there a little late because we had to go deal with something at Alex's school. Everything's fine. So no worries there. We just had to go have a little present. Um, but so when we got there and, uh, so I will, I will back up a little bit because uh, Jared's brother, Brian, is a huge Halo fan. Loves Halo. And his son, Nate, who's 13, also loves Halo. And uh, the voice actors for Master Chief and Cortana, I'm trying to remember their names because we've just been calling them Master Chief and Cortana, um, were going to be there. And originally we thought, oh, Brian's not going to go, so let's go for Christmas. We'll be, we'll be sneaky and we'll get him a, we'll get him Master Chief's autograph. For Christmas, and you know, my in-laws went in on it. It was this whole big thing. Well, Brian found out that that uh, Steve Downs is the name of the, of the um, uh, voice master team. He found out he's going to be there. He's like, "Oh, I'm going." And you got to know something about Brian. Uh, as much as Jared and I are into all the geek culture stuff, Brian is not. And this this is not a dig at him at all. He's just, you know, he grew up with two older twin brothers and he had to you know do something to stand apart with him, which is fine he is good at what he does um and all that stuff but halo is his his one big thing so so he had been to comic-con like once before with, with his wife kelly and nate had never been so we're like so we're so 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 we're like crap he was gonna go get master chief's autograph well they're like well let's get him cortana's autograph because he's probably only going to want to get the you know, by by that himself. So we did. So we so we made a bit of a a change in plan. So everybody's still you know, we're still all going to pitch in for for that. That's his. So we so we got there a little bit later, but uh, Brian and Nate were had been all over the place. Well, mostly all over the place. I'll get to that in a minute. And they had already been and gotten Master Chief's autograph. And so we're like, so so we're just kind of like, well. Brian, you need to come with us, and we're gonna, you know, we're walking back down to, to the celebrity, celebrity row, and, and all this, and I'm like, well, I want to go get, um, uh, Alex Houston's autograph, and all this, well, then, you know, Jared finally says, Brian, we need to get you Cortana's autograph, this is your Christmas present, and he's like, really? He's like, yeah, we've all planned this, and you're gonna go meet her, he's like, oh, well, we already talked to her, we just didn't get her autograph, because we weren't planning on it, and we're like, well, let's go get it, well, we get there, Jen Taylor is that voice actress. She is not there. And we're like, well, shoot. Well, okay. He's like, okay, she's probably just gone to dinner or something. So, you know, we'll go, you, know, you guys go look. I'm going to go stand, we're going to go stand in line for Alex Houston. And, and it was, so, so the way it was laid out was Arthur Darvel was on the end. It was Karen Gillan and her line wrapped all the way around the other side. And there was Alex Kingston. And I'm walking up there. And and Jared is, is talking to Brian and Nate. And Nate is like 13-year-old kid snapping pictures of everything. I swear, I think I don't think there was a 
square inch of that convention center that kid did not take a picture of. And what was funny is later we saw that he that he said he was a uh, uh, sending it to texting him to a friend, and his friend is like, "Who the heck are you?" <laughs> just like you're just in Salt Lake, and it's just a, at the Salt Palace, so it was kind of funny. Um, so. So, you know, Jared is trying to explain to Brian who Alex Kingston is, who she played in Doctor Who, because, you know, he asks, oh, you know, who's, you know, who, who is she? You know, what character did she play? And so we're all like, oh, how do we explain Reverse Song to someone who has no clue? And which was kind of entertaining. But, you know, Brian's a good sport. And he's like, oh, okay. And we're just like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, my, one of my favorite episodes is, you know, Husbands of River Song. And, you know, the doctor shows up and she doesn't know who he is because he's because ne she's never seen this face before. I think Brian at that point was just nodding his head to be nice. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then, and the line isn't that big, wait, although we do have to wait in the general admission line. And so like they were getting the VIPs through yeah. more or less as fast as they could. Although Alex was very chatty with everybody. Because she would want to just talk to people, and it's just mm -hmm. you know, because you know, you go up there and you are we've well, waited in line, you're paying this money, and, and uh, her her table, I'm sure other I'm sure other people do this, but it was very clever, I think, because at the at the table it said, okay, autographs, sixty bucks, uh, a, a table selfie, fifty bucks. If you get both, it's only eighty. So I'm like, so everybody is like, well, I'll pay the extra twenty bucks. I'm getting mm -hmm. an autograph. I might as well get a table selfie. Why not? So she's taking a lot. So so it's just taking a while. And we finally tell Brian and Nate, like, just you know, you guys wander around. Go look at you know, if you want to go look at other things, we're gonna be in a minute. So they go look around, and you know, there's people going by. <laughs> One girl got the autograph, and she you know met Alex, and she walked up, and she's like just bawling, like you know, she met. I don't know. It's pro probably the same sort of thing as as you know. You meet the Beatles at the at the height of their of Beatles. I know a life. thing or two about crying on celebrities. Yes, 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 I know. Especially um, Doctor Who ones. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes. So so anyway, so we're waiting there. Brian and Nate come back. And you know how they all they usually have that little banner behind them that has their name, their their headshot, and then a couple of pictures of things they've been in. So of course there's one from Doctor Who for of River Song. And then there's one of e, uh, so, so a character her character from ER, and then there's another one I didn't recognize. Well, Brian is he 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 work, actually does work as a as an ER nurse. That that's his job. And and he was looking at the thing. He's like, wait a minute, I knew I recognized you from somewhere. She was a character in ER. She was the one that I guess she like <laughs> has. She is like really. I can't remember what he said, but he was he was very impressed with the character. He's like, yes, I. Like I, you know, I liked her because she was so strict and so this and so that, and we just started laughing because trying to explain to, to Brian why I wanted to get her Alex Kingston's autograph, and you know, and he's just listening and whatever, and then he realizes that he's seen her and he really liked the character, <laughs> and he didn't stick around long enough for like for when we got up there, but it was just funny his look on his face like i know who she is <laughs> so that was great so so you know it, we're and so we're still waiting and i noticed that karen and arthur have left 
and I quick I quick check the the schedule on the app, and it says that they're supposed to be a photo op with them at six twenty. And at this point, it's like five thirty, maybe maybe closer to six. I'm like, oh crap, we're not going to get up there. And and in fact, like someone had come and said, hey, you've got twenty minutes. She's got to go. And I'm like, ah shoot. So they like one more person from general admission go in, then someone from VIP, and another one from VIP. Well, then the guy at the table like motioned me up. I'm like, oh okay. So I'm like looking at the photos, which one I want to get. And originally I was just going to get the one of her from Impossible Astronaut with, you know, the, the denim kind of cowboy looking outfit. So that one was mm. filmed in Utah. Of course, I have the soft But then I saw the one of her in Capaldi's TARDIS. And I'm like, nope, that one. I need uh-huh. this one. Husband's River Song. Husband's River Song. I need this one. Hello, sweetie. Um, hello, sweetie. <laughs> so then I get up there. And I actually am very proud of myself. I did not cry. I did not say, say anything stupid. Um, what I did say, because I, I was being truthful, to be honest, I was like, like, you know what? I love River Song, but I will tell you, I didn't like her at first. because it was, and, she, and she was like, why? And I was like, well, because you came in at Silence in the Library. I felt like you were stealing Donna's thunder at the time. She's like, I would never steal Donna's thunder. Get <laughs> <laughs> it. I was like, oh, you are so fun. You, I was like, but no, no, no. You are a like, fan girl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so I was like, but I, but like, then I got, then, then I watched the rest of it. I watched all those, I got through the story. And then by the time it was Husbands of River Song, that was my favorite because you and the 12th Doctor were just so good together. Um, and, and everything else. So it was just, she was like, oh, yes, it was so moving and so wonderful. And and then, you know, she asked me, like, you know, you know, do you want me to, to say spoilers or hello, sweetie? I'm like, oh, please say hello. Right, hello, sweetie. So <laughs> she did. And, and Jared Aww. told her um, about, you know, my, about uh, what Brian had said. And she's like, oh, I love that, you know, ER. So, and of course, I paid for a, for a selfie. Hmm. And I, I had, you, I, I had, like, put my hair down because I have curly hair. And she said, oh, I was like, oh, and you have such lovely curly hair. Aww. I was like, yeah, I actually have a, a costume, a River Song costume, but I had to come straight here from work, so I couldn't wear it. She's like, oh, shoot. But yeah, so I have a selfie with, with Alex Kingston, and I and we both, I actually like how I mean, even though I was like running, running, running all day and really didn't get a chance to, you know, make myself look presentable, I was just showing up, but I'm like, oh, this this is so, this is so cool. So yeah, so I got to meet Alex Kingston. I got to meet her son. It was so fun, and she was so uh, so adorable. Just I love her. I love her to pieces. And she was so good with everybody who came through the line, like while we were waiting, and just took her time to talk to everyone. And and I, I mean, I'm sure the handlers, or, you know, people in line or whatever, were kind of like, hey, we need to wrap it up and keep going. But it's just like, nope. nah, let her let her do this. Let her do this. She just, yep. she took her time with it as many people as, as she could. So that was great. So then we're like, well, we kind of like, and, and then we went, um, so we went and got in line for Cortana because Jen Taylor was back and her line was not long at all. And Jared is calling Brian's like, you need to get over here because we're going to do this. And he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And we're like, just waiting. We actually kind of let a few people come in front of us. Um, so but then Brian comes up and we're like, okay, you know, pick, pick a picture. He picked one and, you know, and, you know, and like, so there's me and Jared and Brian and me 
And we get up there, and she kind of looks like, are you all getting one? It's like, no, 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 this is his Christmas present. We're buying it for him. And and she's like, oh, I, I was like, that makes me feel so good. Uh, you know, because she did, and she, like, asked Brian, like, you know, what was his name? Like, what do you do? Different things. And he talked to her. And, like, what, like, what, like, I'll write a, a Cortana quote, and he thought of one. Um, and, and everything. And so they, they talked, they talked Halo for a while. And I mean, I know, I know enough about it, but I am nowhere near fanboy levels that Brian is. And <laughs> it was kind of cool because, you know, Nate's standing there too. And, and it's just, it was just cool. It was just so cool watching what, cause you know, I, I was, I, I like, I love my brother-in-law. I love Brian. He's a really good guy. He, you know, he's kind of got, a, can't have a bit of a brusque personality, you know, given his line of work understanding um and uh but you know just kind of seeing him and Nate of course just they were like kids in a candy store this was like I said Brian had been to Comic-Con once before this was Nate's first time and I I guess uh last time Brian went he didn't quite get it or he didn't quite understand like you know what you do and and what you go look at what you go see but but he was like asking all like all the people, all like all the cosplayers that he saw, there were some, you know, Master Chief cosplayers, there was a really couple of really good like Mandalorian and Boba Fett um cosplayers. They actually had like the voice modulator in their helmets. Mm. Um and he was like, Can I get a picture? And although the funniest one, there's this guy, dead ringer from for Maui from Moana. Um uh, it was is this Polynesian guy and he had like the bodysuit that had all the, you know, the tattoos and then the mm-hmm. little leaves and the hair, like his hair, that was his real hair, but it was the, the, the curly sort of longish hair that Maui has. And Brian's like, Oh, can I get a picture? And and he's like, this guy is like totally in character with Maui. And you know, Brian took a few pictures like, thanks. My kids love you. And now he goes, thanks. I love me too. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, um, uh, so there was that. I'm going over my notes, seeing what else we had. Um, that's it. Oh, and also Brian, you know, he's walking around and there's, a, a, um, so this time they didn't have like a centralized place for, because usually before they've had, um, Bard's Tower where all the authors, are signing well not all of them but a, a vast majority of them uh i don't know what happened there was some some controversy with bard's tower so they are not a thing anymore i guess so there were a lot more individual um author author booths or you know smaller groups of authors who you know shared a table shared table space or whatever um so brian had been wandering around and he passed one and there was like a poster for an author named troy den troy denning who has written a lot of Halo books, a lot of some Star Wars books, mm-hmm. um, probably some Star Trek. I mean, don't quote me on that one. But that, um, but uh, Brian apparently one of his favorite Halo books was written by Troy Denning, and so he went and bought a copy of it and had him sign. Even though he probably has other copies of it at home, he's like, nope, I need this. Like I didn't know he was here. He's like, yeah, authors come to these things. He's like, really. Um, yeah, so it was, like I said, it's just, it was just so cool. So we're like, well, we're just going to walk around the vendor hall. And Brian and Nate had already seen a big chunk of it. 
and like we were walking around. So, so the way that this that the convention center is is laid out, it's kind of in an L shape, especially the big vendor hall, and the the um, like photo ops and celebrity row and some of the other booths. They're in the bottom of the L, which is a little shorter than the rest of it. So Brian is like, oh, well, we probably need to get going because we got a bit of a drive home. And, you know, you know, we've seen all of it. And they're like, you have? Well, you know, do you want to go see Artist Alley? He's like, what's that? He's like, oh, you know, we're the, you know, artists are, you know, they're hanging out their stuff. He's like, oh, well, we've seen some. And then we like, so, no, no, no. And we like go around the corner and we say, have you been over here yet? And it's the, the, the taller part of the L shape. And he's like, oh, all this is it too? And I'm just like, yeah, this is all this is all fan X too. He's like, oh, we haven't seen this yet. So I mean, like Jared and I have gone. What did he think him. that was? I don't know. I mean, maybe he just maybe they didn't come in that way. I don't really know. I'm not sure where they came in at. Cause I'm like, how did you miss this? Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't. I, yeah, I don't know because they just they thought they'd seen it all. They're like, nope, there's still this, and they were only going to be there Thursday. So they're like, well, let's you know, we're just gonna. Walk up and down the aisles and, and, and look at things. And, you know, if you want to buy anything, you can. Um, so they were, so we were just kind of walking on that. And anytime, uh, and they're, they're also like, uh, Brian and Nate are both like really into Legend of Zelda. So, you know, that's kind of a big thing right now. And so like we would go by uh, vendors selling, you know, different kinds of swords. So they would find the Master Sword from Zelda and take pictures with it. And there was a guy selling, um, helmets from different from different uh franchises so there was you know star wars like stormtroopers vader but there's also halo master chief helmets um uh there were just there were just so so many things and it's like for me it's like okay i've seen this before a lot of the vendors that we've that we you know have been here before so we've seen we've seen a lot of this stuff it's the same people that come every not, well, I mean, mostly every year, but there were some new things. But it was just kind mm. of interesting to just see it from somebody's perspective that didn't go every year, that wasn't mm. old hat at this, that wasn't, uh, um, that wasn't, you know, wasn't. I don't. I don't want to say I was, I'm jaded, but I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, I have that or I've seen that, and you know, and it's kind of the same thing. Like taking my kids is like this is all new to them. This is, mm-hmm. you know, these, these are cool things. Like, so, you know, maybe it's something that's traditional that I've seen a lot of, um, but now somebody else is, you know, and you kind of, you kind of get, you know, it's the whole, you know, can't see the forest for the trees sort of thing. But now I'm like, you know what? This is cool. This is still cool. This is still fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think it's fun, but it's it, now it's fun in a different way. Um. Um, so, so, so yeah, so eventually Brian and Nate did have to go. So then it was Jared and I going up and down and we finally got to Artist Alley because we're kind of like trying to be methodical about this stuff. Um, and so then we, so we actually didn't buy as much art as we normally did, what we normally would. Mostly because it's like, I feel like we've got these and we've bought so much art that we're like, we still have stuff we need to, 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 to um, put up. 
But then we're like going down, and Jared taps me on the shoulder and says, "Look," and there is, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you the the website, um, the the website to go to, because well, or just Google it. It is Chunky Bunny Art, and Chunky and Bunny are both spelled with I E, so it's C H U N K I E, and Bunny is B U N N I E Art. Go Google it. Um, because she has, her name is Stephanie on her card, Stephanie McKenzie. Uh, and it is anime characters, a lot of, uh, well, Sailor Moon. And I just, and I just, my jaw just hit the floor. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not even sure how to describe these. I did post pictures of them on our Facebook page. And it's sort of like traditional Japanese art. So, like, you know, they're in very fancy kimonos and, and things like that. But it's definitely these characters. And, uh, like, all of the, the characters, the Sailor Moon characters are, you know, there's one for each of them. And, and like, and they're printed on this really, really beautiful paper and just colored just so well. And there's like this gold accent to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are, and I was like, and, and she, her, her and her husband were there running the, the stand. And her husband was the one that was like, here, you know, you can, you know, look in the little bin. And she had them all mounted on foam core. And I'm like, pull out three because you could do like buy two, get one free. So it was like 60 bucks, I guess. I mean, and you know, it's definitely worth it. Like these are definitely worth the money. Um, but you know, I had to kind of be picky about which ones I got. Um, but yeah, I just I'm like I'm like I need to frame these. I need to get some really nice frames and put them somewhere. I can't just you know tack them up on the wall and say there you go because this is like. When you say fine art, and yeah, they're anime characters. And I also got one that was a uh, Inuyasha and Kagome, but I've also been watching Inuyasha, and I'm like, oh, I need more of the, I need more Inuyasha art. Oh. But yeah, so I, and, and it was funny, because then I, I looked up her website, and she has a list of all the places, all the cons she's going to, and it looked like she was, she's, there's a lot of ones out in Florida, so I'm like, it must be based out in Florida, but. And, you know, then she swung out here to go to Denver and then Salt Lake. I was like, I'm so glad you came. Please come again. Or, you know, I will just go on your website and buy more when I when I uh, have a little extra spending money or something. Mm-hmm. Because, dang, this, I mean. Find a space on your wall. Oh, I know. We are running out of room. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, but, yeah, like I said, Chunky Bunny Art and Chunky and Bunny are spelled with I-E. But uh, the artist's name is Stephanie McKenzie. So you could probably Google that and find it. Um, but yeah, she's got an Instagram. She's got a website. She's on all the social media stuff. But totally, I'm just like, I'm going to promote the crap out of her because she is amazing. And I cannot describe it over audio podcasts. So I mean, that, yeah, you can go to our Facebook page and look at my posts there where I, I post pictures of, of her artwork. And it was just, it was, it's beautiful. It is just, oh my gosh. I mean, there's, there's fan art, there's fan artists, you see, and, and they do a good job of not taking anything away from, from other artists. But everybody's got their style. Everybody's got their thing they do that they're good at. And that's great. It's, 
that, that that's really it, it's fantastic and everyone has an audience but I like yeah Jared pointed at him and I like I said my jaw was on the floor he's amazing so like and I had not I don't think she'd ever been to Salt Lake that I had seen so I was like yes I'm going to buy what I can and then another one we got and I feel bad because I didn't get his cards so I can't like um can't promote what his name is but it's oh it's called pixel art but i don't know that it's really well okay the art itself isn't pixel but he does video game art so so and it's like scenery so not like characters or anything like that so we got one this was jared's picks we got one that was a a, a landscape from skyrim one that's the dueling peaks from zelda and then i picked one that's peach's castle and i'm like i'm gonna frame that and hang it up uh in lottie's room because i think she'd love it um but it was like he had like a video showing him how he you know it's like it's kind of like um oh who is the artist that did that like that painting of the people in the park that are like strolling through the park if you saw it oh yeah 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 uh, i can't remember yeah i can't can't remember but it's that it's kind of it kind of reminds me of that style but with video game um backgrounds so we got those and they're really pretty i like i mean the two, okay, well, there's there's one that, like, has a dragon in it, but it's a big mountain, and then the other one is, so, like, you could paint them up and think, oh, and people would think, oh, these are just really nice paintings, but then, obviously, the one with Peach's Castle, that's obviously Peach's Castle from, mm-hmm. from uh, Mario 64 and whatnot, but, I mean, it's it just, it's kind of cool to get those those kinds of paintings that are, that, that, that art, that it's, like, yeah, it's geeky fan, fan art, but it also is like really kind of has that that sort of high class high art sort of vibe to it so it's you know it's sort of like if you didn't if you weren't if you didn't know you know if you had someone over and they didn't know what it was they wouldn't know know the difference so um but anyway so yeah so that was Thursday. I'm trying to think what else did we buy. I felt like we bought more stuff. I did get a Sailor Pluto plushie. She was huge. And she was only 20 bucks. So I was like, I'm getting this. Oh yeah, we bought some t-shirts because some of our geeky t-shirts are. So Jared got a Dungeons and Dragons one that's like like the cover of one of the old school books. And then I got one from uh, Fruits Basket, which has uh, Kyo as his cat persona. And it's captioned Stupid Cat. And if you've ever watched Fruit <laughs> Basket, you know why that's funny. <laughs> also, I love Kyo. I think, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll, we should review Fruit Basket. <laughs> Anime is not terrible. Anyway, we'll put that, we'll put a pin in that one. Um, I think that was all of, of Thursday. Friday, I think I, I think I, this happened last year. <laughs> I had to work and I couldn't get it off because we've just been so shorthanded. So we didn't go Friday. Saturday, though, we went, we brought the kids, and Alex wanted to dress up as Mario, and he insisted that we all dress up, so we did our Mario family costumes um, that we also did last year, and probably the year before. I feel like we've worn these costumes so many times. But, you know, he, he liked it. Well, so Saturday, I was worried, because on Thursday, all of the, all of our usual parking spots are were full all the parking lots that are close to the convention center. So we had to park over at the Gateway Mall, which is close, but not very close. So we saw the walk. 
And I'm like, oh, walking at Harvard Kids is not fun. But, glory be, and hallelujah and whatever, uh, the City Creek parking lot actually had space on Saturday morning. Who the thunk? Usually that, uh, that, that day is hitting me. So, we actually got a really good spot. So we're walking. So we got, we, we got parked and we went up. And Alex and Lottie have been talking about Fanex for weeks. And they've been wanting to go. They keep asking, is it Fanex yet? Is it Fanex yet? I'm like, no, not till later in September. So now it's finally Fanex. Lottie is just enjoying, she's in the stroller. So she's just enjoying the ride. Alex is just very, he's like, he's got a death grip around him. As we're walking, I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay. And then it's going to take him a while to warm up. So where you go, so, so we go into City Creek and you like have to go through Nordstrom and take the elevator down to straight level so you can cross the street and go to the convention center. So we're waiting for an elevator on the second floor of Nordstrom and there's some people, obviously they're going to Fanex. There's a guy like in a dark robe with a Deadpool mask. And Alex is just like, doesn't want to talk to anybody. But these guys all turn around like, Hey, it's the Mario family. And, um, and, and I guess, you know, they could tell Alex is a little nervous. They're like, hi. And they're like, oh, and this guy's like, oh my gosh, you're, you're the best Mario I've seen. And I've been here all three days. Like these guys, they didn't have to say anything like fun. They didn't have to, you know, compliment him or, you know, try to befriend him. And they could tell obviously that he was being a little nervous and shy, but they like went out of their way to kind of help bring him out of his shell a little bit. And, you know, a dude in, in, in a Deadpool outfit in a dark robe with a hood might be a little scary, but I was like, hey, look, Deadpool's saying hi to you. But they were really sweet, and it was just, it kind of warmed my heart. So I don't know who those guys are, and I highly doubt they're listening, but I just want to say thanks for for trying to put put my kid at ease, because it, it takes him a while. So like we're so so we get out onto the street, walk across, and Alex is just like clinging to me. He will not let go. And, or or you know he's got his hat like he brings his hat down over his eyes. He doesn't want to look, but he's got got my got my hand, and he's walking along with me. I'm like it's okay, like look, you know, and I'm pointing out characters that he might know. It's like you know there's some Mario, there's some you know a Peach or, uh you know there's you know stormtroopers, you know Star Wars things. He's getting into that. Um. And he's just like not happy. So, you know, we get it, we get into the convention center, you know, have to do the bag check and all that stuff. And, and the way that the convention center is like, you go in from the street level, but then you have to get in the elevator to go down to the vendor hall because it's like built into the ground or something. I don't know. It's, it always kind of throws me off when I walk in that direction. So we're waiting for the elevator. And this girl walks by in this really awesome Princess Peach cosplay. And you know, we walk by and I was like, Princess Peach! And I was like, maybe, maybe the kids will kind of open up to her and, or at least like Lottie would say something. And she was like talking to Lottie in her little peach outfit. And Lottie was a little shy too. But like she sat down on the floor next to the, the stroller. And I was like, I asked if I could take pictures of, of her and Lottie. And she said that was fine when she was talking to Lottie. And Lottie was a little shy, but she was like, she was, and Lottie had her, her, her pink bunny that she takes everywhere. She's like, I love your bunny and your, your princess outfit. It's so beautiful and you're so cute. And, and Lottie kind of said, thank you. It was cute. Alex said, was having none of it, but 
But yeah, so then we got down to the, the floor and we're like, hey, let's just walk around a little bit and just kind of see how it goes. Well, slowly, little by little, and I could tell, like, Alex was starting to kind of warm up to the whole thing. He was he was loosening his grip. He's still holding on to me because I'm like, yeah, we're in a big crowd. We're, you're not letting go. <laughs> um, but he would, like, look around, look at all the things, and people would stop us and be like, oh, it's a Mario family. You guys look great. Some people would want to take our picture, which was awesome. Um, and, and Alex, he started just kind of enjoying it. Like, he, it took him a while to really get the, get in the groove of it. I kind of realized he's like, he kept saying, I want to go to FanX. I'm like, Alex, this is FanX. This is what it is. And like, and we would see things. And then we walked by, uh, I mean, there's a lot of tables. They were selling D&D dice. But we walked by one that like had these big foam rubber ones that I've been looking for something like that for the kids for so long. I finally found one. So they're like, they're not little tiny ones, but they're these big kind of chunky ones. And they were, um, they had some remaindered ones that were, I guess, were a little dinged up, but not bad. So they like, they had, they had them 50% off on Saturday, because, you know, Saturday, it's like, I don't, you know, vendors don't want to take all the stuff with them if they can help it. So they discounted everything and were like, hey, can we just, you know, we're just going to buy a set here. And we got, so we bought, they didn't have any D20s in that pile, unfortunately, and, and they would have been 30 bucks. Or we'll get the rest. So we got everything else in that kind of foam rubber thing, and they threw in a, a free dice bag for him because, of course, and a little string backpack, which Alex loves. And so we got when we got those home, the kids were like, "I want to roll the big dice." <laughs> so they so they love that. Um, and then and then let's see what else we oh, so you know we walked around and we kind of loosened up a little bit, and then. Then we're like, well, here, let's go. Like, we were just kind of, like, wondering where KidCon was, because we, we always take the kids up to KidCon. And um, we weren't sure where it was. And I'm not sure why, because it was, I think it was in the same place it usually is. But for some reason, we got all turned around and ended up somewhere else. Although, Lottie wanted to wanted to uh, ride the Carrie Stairs, which actually was the Escalator. <laughs> <laughs> which is tricky with a stroller. And we just have one of those little umbrella strollers, but we made it work. But she's like, this is awesome. She's riding the ride. I'm like, it's what it takes to, to entertain a three-year-old. Well, then we finally got to KidCon and we, so you walk in and there was like this, this Lego, well, a couple of Lego setups. There was, a, she was like a professional Lego builder. Her name is Jen Smart. And I guess she was on like uh, Lego Masters was a show. Anyway, she had built this life-size Wonder Woman out of Legos. And that was what you saw right when you walked in. And then you go around on the other side of her table and there was this Mario out of Legos. And we're like, Alex, just take your picture. And like Mario's like standing and posing, like got his arm out, stretched. And Alex keeps looking like trying to do the same pose. <laughs> he wanted to do the same pose as the Lego statue. So he took pictures and the guy that was at the table, it was uh, the lady's husband. Um, he's like, oh, here, have a signed picture. So he handed us a signed picture. He's like, oh, I love your Mario costume. So that was cool. Um, but they love the Lego stuff. Uh, there was also a little obstacle course that the kids just wanted to do over and over again. Even with monkey bars, which my kids couldn't figure that out. And to be fair, I never figured out monkey bars as a kid. Could never 
Um, so they want to do the balance beam. They did kind of the bungee spider thing that you crawl through. And I will say this, I'm very impressed. Lottie did it in her Princess Peach dress. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, so we did that. There was a little a little um, corner with some games, so you could play like there were like these giant chess and checkers, a huge connect four, and this other one that's like you flick the little pucks back and forth with rubber band. Um, and Lottie called it the circle game. I'm like sure. And the great thing about this area was there were chairs, <laughs> so the grown-ups could sit on chairs while the kids played, and that was great. Um, and then on the other side of KidCon, they have a little sort of mini stage with, you know, an audience space. So, we're, so there was somebody doing kind of a presentation about, uh, they were talking about the periodic table and elements and, uh, com- you know, talking to them, talking about them like they're superheroes. They had a bunch of kids up there, like, wearing capes, different colored capes and, you know, which elements are, you know, in, in each category and, and they had these shields that had removable electrons and which ones are more volatile because they want to give away electrons and, and different things. So it was kind of cool. And Alex actually, I, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. Alex actually got into it. I have no idea if he understood what was being said or why. He just liked that the guy would, would throw the electron balls out to the audience. Because <laughs> they would like fall off. Um. So we, you know, we sat there for a little bit and listened to that. It was kind of cool, and they had like a card, a, a card thing they were selling. I was gonna go look at them, but then, then we all decided we need lunch. So we went back down to the convention floor, and we were standing in line to get some food. And they had a little uh, a barbecue thing, we do like barbecue sandwiches, which was awesome. Well, it was next to this other stage, where there was a group um, that was dressed up, and Jared was like. Okay, none of their costumes match. I'm like, no, Jared, look, there's the there's the, the Sugar Rush characters from Wreck It Ralph, because I recognized the song they were dancing to, uh, was the one from the game and the movie. Well, we're standing in line for to go to go get get food, and Alex, my sweet little Alex, he starts dancing to the music while we're standing <laughs> in line, and he's like doing all these moves and all these things, and I'm just like. I, of course, I have to whip up my phone and video some of this, and people around us are watching him. And I don't think he realizes what he's what's going on or that people are paying attention to him, but it is just the funniest thing. And people will walk by and see the little kid dressed as Mario dancing to the music that the Sugar Rush girls are are dancing to nearby. And I'm just like, kid, you are having you are having the time of your life, aren't you? You are just and it's like. So he was so nervous at the beginning, and now he's just busting. It's and then so then we got our food. We actually found a table upstairs to go eat, and then uh, there was this dragon's lair experience thing. Uh, basically, it was this group had you know they they do balloon sculptures. They had sculpted a dragon out of balloons that would actually breathe fire, quote-unquote, breathe fire, which was really a balloon that would it shoot out and pop. And you had to go in and you would have so much time to find the golden egg. Well, we, we waited in line for that, went in and saw it, and it was cool, although the, the timer for finding the golden egg was not very long, and I don't think anybody actually found it in our group. But it was still kind of cool. Um, and then 
what else did we do? Oh yeah, then we went back to KidCon. There were kids wanted to play games a little bit more, do the obstacle course again. And there was also a booth down there where this uh it, it's a, a local store that does, you know, bricks. It's called Bricks and Mini Figs, I think is what it's called. Anyway, they have a they have a couple stores up here in the uh, Salt Lake area. And they had a table that was like sectioned off as like, here are mini fig heads, here's torsos, here's legs, here's hair and hats, and here's accessories. You build your own mini fig and you can build three of them for twelve bucks and take them home and keep them. So Alex and Lottie both did one, then I did one just so we could get the 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 twelve, the three for twelve. So that was the last thing we did. The kids did not want to leave, but it was getting late and we were getting very tired and we were out of money. <laughs> but they, but the next, the next day, Lottie was like Sunday morning. She's like, we go to Fan X. And I was like, well, there's nobody there right now. We'll go next year. But they loved it. They had a good time. They love, you know, what, like I said, once Alex kind of got over his nervousness or his, uh, you know, this is something new. And I'm not sure about it, but you know, once he figured out it was okay, he was like, "Yeah, this is cool. I love it." So uh, we're kind of hoping. I we probably said this last year, but it didn't happen. We're hoping like maybe next year, if we play our cards right, we can get a hotel room, get the day, get the, those three days off, and just stay. Because I think, because um, because they're actually actually built a, a hotel onto the convention center that wasn't there a couple of years ago. Um, and it, you know, if we can just go up to a hotel room in the middle of the day and take a break and then come back, it's like that might mm-hmm. work better, especially with little ones. And yeah, but overall, we had a good time. Um, kids loved it. Uh, family members loved it. We saw some people that we don't get to see very often. Oh, and I did see Shalane for like a blink and you miss it. I got I got yeah. I got a bonus <laughs> with her. Uh because she was coming up on Saturday to meet a friend to go and I was like, Oh, okay. So we're we're walking we're walking by and I hear this Hi as she just and I look over and there she is and she's just and then they just keep going. That was it. And I'm like, Hi Hello so it was kind of like, then my mom and dad called me later and was like, did you see Shalane? was like, yeah, for like half a second. <laughs> but apparently she got plenty of pictures and met people and did. It's fine. I just, had... yeah, it was great. We had a good time. It was awesome. That was fan yeah. yeah. Our experience for it anyway. Yeah. And then, uh... In a way, in a way, our weekends overlapped. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, you know, in in more ways, in more ways than one, because uh, it it turns out that apparently Ashley Eckstein can't do just one convention in the weekend; she has to do two. That's right. She they yeah. She I was in Salt Lake. Table. She was for her there. birthday, she, and then she flew from Salt Lake to to Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, they had a whole line of uh, like Star Wars, Clone Wars voice yeah. actors. Yeah, it it's like usually her and, and Matt Lanter and the other guy's name that I can't remember. The the other James Arnold Wars. Taylor. James Arnold yeah. Taylor. There we go. Yeah, um, he's Obi Wan. That's all. I yeah, you got Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi Wan. So, 
uh, those three just kind of run run around together at conventions. Um, but before I even made Cincinnati, um, Friday, I wasn't able to go because uh, I had stuff I needed to do around here, which that I ended up not even getting done because uh, as I went out to my car Friday to go do said errands, like go to the bank and stuff like that, I had a nail in my tie. Oh, no. The tire wasn't flat, thank goodness, but there was definitely a nail because it, it, it had to have been from a construct. There's so much construction going on around in the area. I had to have picked it up going by one yeah. of those because it all it had like this bright orange plastic ring attached to the head of it. So, so, that, so there's, there was no missing. Yeah, there was no missing that the, 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 this was in... Because at first I just saw the orange thing and I thought maybe it was just like an orange, you know, piece of plastic. And I thought maybe it had like, you know, a little tab or something and it got stuck in the tread. And then when I looked and I realized, nope, that's a nail uh, or a screw. I still don't know. Either way, it's something metal and sharp that embedded itself in my tire. So I was like, okay, well, I had to get gas anyway. And so I was like, I'll go to Costco because uh, I've gotten stuff in my tires before and they're really good about doing patches uh fairly inexpensively and they usually do a really good job i was like because then i can get i can also get gas while in there because costco gas is cheaper than everywhere else so i, was like, so I take it to costco and give my keys i'm like i got a, a nail or a screw or something in my tire and I'm like okay we'll take care of it uh so then i wander around the shop and the Costco, which is always dangerous, but still. Uh, uh, they call me and they're like, yeah, the uh, puncture is too close to the tire wall for us to be able to patch it. Uh. Tire's going to have to be replaced. I'm like, crap. Like, and we don't have the tire, the type of tire you need. I'm like, well, I should probably <laughs> take it to the place I got the tires in the first place. Anyway, so I was like, and they're like, it's not, it's like, they're like, it's a really, really slow leak. So, yeah, we'll, we'll top it off with air. And they took the plastic thing off of it. So all I had was just the, the, the nail, um, the offending piece of metal. And yeah, they're like, you know, if, you, yeah, so it's like, you know, if you, if, yeah, it's like if you, if you need to drive to go, you know, someplace else, you, you should be fine. Like, okay that's 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 good to know so i leave costco i get my gas uh and i was like i was like i know we bought these tires right before chauncey and i took a trip to knoxville tennessee for the first time i was like that was only a couple years ago because it was after the pandemic the height of the pandemic so I was like, was it 2021 or something like that? I was like, but I couldn't remember exactly when we bought the tires and the paperwork was not in my glove box, which meant it was in the house. Um, but of course I was already out. So I called Chauncey and he's like, I'm going to I'm in a work meeting. Can I call you back? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Cause they told me it was a slow leak. So I would be fine. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, he's going to have to go dig up that paperwork anyway. So I was like, well, I'm waiting on him to finish his errands. I'll go to the gym. 
get my uh-huh. workout in and then I can get my shower in. So at least I get that, you know, taken care of. So by the time I'm done, he, you know, he's, he's done. And so we're finally in, you know, in, in touch. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, the tire needs to be replaced. So he pulls the paperwork. He's like, you know, no, we got the warranty on the tire. So it should be a free replacement. I'm like, yay. Yeah. So he's like, just go on over there. Like what I I hear, free. Yeah. He's like, it should be in the system. Just go. And I'm like, okay. So I go over to the place where we bought the tires. They're busy, of course, because it's Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. and they're like yep well you know we've got the tire in stock we would replace it if you want to you know it's 40 bucks if you want to put the warranty on the new tire i'm like absolutely because that's still cheaper than the actual tire um Uh you know tires are like 200 dollars a piece pay the 40 dollars to have the warranty on the new tire they're like well it'll be a few hours and we'll get you good to go i'm like okay so they're at a shopping mall there's a uh some different shops and stuff and at the very end there's a a mexican restaurant so like okay well i'm hungry so i'm gonna go get something to eat so i go to the mexican restaurant and i'm taking my time you know eating eating chips and order my food and drinking my weight and water um and uh finally mosey on back over to the uh the tire place and thankfully they had wi-fi uh so i just sat there and played on my phone and eventually they, they, they got the tire replaced and i was good to go but by then it was like six o'clock in the evening so my oh, entire boy. day had just been absolutely just been wasted <laughs> for the most part so like okay so I took what what you know time I had because I knew I had to go to bed early because I was getting up at like six a.m. Uh-huh. the next morning to leave. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to salvage this as much as possible. So I go to the bank, just use the ATM instead, um, and um, did a couple other errands and finally got home. And then I had to pack and I had to eat dinner. The next thing you know, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> so it's like, well, this day's been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I try. I go to bed, try to get some sleep, and I get up at six a.m. Saturday to uh, finish, you know, packing up the last of the toiletries. You know how it is. You know, pack the toothbrush and stuff after you've used it, uh, and all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, go out, load the car stop at starbucks <laughs> and then, then hit the road um and i made it to cincinnati uh, like 8 45 ish so i went straight down downtown to the convention center and got a parking spot at a parking garage a couple blocks away and um had to go through bag check and a security wand check they were being very diligent about checking people's stuff and not allowing people in with anything food or drink 
So you could have just bought yourself a fresh coffee from Starbucks and they would have been like, you need to finish that before you go inside. Wow. No sealed bottles of water, no snacks. I'm sure they made exceptions for like, you know, people, little kids. Right. Yeah. Bottles yeah. I was going to say, I was snacks. like, uh, uh, I gotta like sneak some fruit snacks in there for the little ones. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure there were exceptions for the you know people with little ones, but first spectacular meltdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some, kids, yeah. some kids are picky eaters. Like mm-hmm. the only thing I could have found that my kids would have even remotely wanted to eat is a bag of chips, and even then, yeah. Alex was like, yeah. Body yeah. Ate it. Yeah. Now, granted, I had an empty bottle with me, which they did not care. So I, I could, I could have filled it at a water fountain. Problem is, I like hardly ever found myself near a water fountain. Uh, so I ended up way more dehydrated over the weekend than I would have cared for for not being able to bring in my own water. Uh, so that that kind of sucked. Uh, but whatever. So, yeah. and that um, honestly, that could be the convention center and not necessarily the convention yeah. rule, which sucks. Yeah, you do. which is which is interesting considering the last time I went to this convention seven years ago, um, exact same weekend actually. <laughs> Yesterday, the twenty fourth was the anniversary when I met Stanley, um, and uh. Because I distinctly remember last time we came in with, and I had like, I had full on like Lunchables in my bag last time. They didn't give it a second thought. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that was seven years ago. So who knows? Maybe change in management or something. Um. So, and then I had to. Yeah, then I had to go pick up my badge, which the poor gal at Will Call did not know where I needed to go for press badge pickup. So she's like, she's like, I'm just a volunteer. I'm like, that's okay. Every convention's different. Uh, she's like, find someone in a black shirt. They actually work for the con. They'll be, they'll probably be able to tell you, which I did. And uh, the press badge pickup was the same place that the VIP badge pickup was. So, um. But you do not get to be the VIP privileges. So I still had to wait with the rest of the unwashed masses for the doors to open up for the general public, which that's, again, that's fine, whatever. Um, so doors open for everybody at 10. Um, we get in and like I said, I've only ever been to the convention one other time before. It was seven years ago. We were specifically there to meet Stan Lee, and that's what we spent most of the day doing, was standing in line. We ain't waiting to get our picture with Stan Lee. <laughs> um, and then I spent the rest of the time waiting in line to meet John Barrowman. <laughs> um, so I not really got to experience this convention um, and get a like get an actual feel of like the the vendor floor and stuff it was just like stand in this line and then stand in this line and then it's time to go home um so this time it was like i walk in and i'm like oh so this is what it's like okay and their convention center the the area that they use for the vendor hall is a bit weird as far as the layout because it's very long but not very wide 
And it's got some very large concrete pillars that break it break it up. And then there's also this walkway that's part of the second floor. So you could go from one if you go up on the second floor, you can go one side to the other through this walkway that cuts through the vendor hall. Like there's big glass windows and like you could just go up there and just walk or you stand there and just stare down at the people down in the vendor hall like hello to people i've been up there so um so yeah it's 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 an interesting layout and it made navigating the aisles a little difficult i would find myself like wait did i have i gone down this aisle before or no wait i was trying to go this way and now i now i feel like i'm two aisles over from where i started <laughs> it's because of the layout because they had to work around these giant concrete pylons and then there were also there was this one vendor that i've seen him at other conventions before that they just sell like t-shirts like you know geeky t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and then that you know they've got kids and adults you know all sizes all different fans but their footprint is huge and they put them in the middle so they're breaking up the flow of traffic. <laughs> but at the same time, they also create like a natural barrier between that part of the vendor hall and where all the celebrities are, which I guess in a way, you know, helps avoid any kind of sort of rush, I guess. Um, but it was just weird navigating the aisles because it was like, I kept getting turned around. I was like, wait, I meant to go. I wanted to go there. How am I over here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, with it being Saturday, it being the busiest day, um, yeah, you got to play, you know, you got to work with the, uh, work the crowds best you can. Uh, so my goal right off the bat was to go get in line for Paul Bettany and I'd prepaid for my autograph with him. So that meant I got priority to get in line, which was nice. I will also say... If you're at a convention, uh, or if you're planning on going to a convention that's got gonna have like a big name celebrity and they're only gonna be there for one day, and like maybe you can only go that day, don't let that discourage you. Now, granted, this is my I'm I'm basing this solely on this one instance, but still. Yeah, you know, and every convention, you know, they rely on their staff and their volunteers and stuff. But I will say, everything involving Paul Bettany was so efficient because he only had the one day. Like, I got there, he was already there at his table signing away. You know, and it was just a little after 10. Because a lot of times, you know, like, yeah, they're like, oh, VIPs, they get in a half an hour early. That just means they get to get in line. A half an hour before yeah. everybody else. That does not necessarily mean the celebrity is going to be there right away for the VIPs. And a lot of times they're not even there like whenever the door is open for the general public. Because like, you know, I was in line for Paul Bettany a little after 10 and he was there signing away. Meanwhile, Stephen Amell's table was right next door and he comes strolling in at like, like 10, 15, 10, 20. So... <laughs> It's a thunderous applause, but still. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's like, you know, Paul Bettany, he had to have been there at 10, if not a little before 10. And he was just, you know, signing away for folks, um, which was which was real nice. So, you know, go through because I already paid. They scan the QR code. You're good to go. They're like, you know, write your name to post it. So it's spelled correctly. What color would you like him to sign with? Um, you know, I've got my Marvel thing art piece that I'm collecting signatures on um and i had him sign on the uh, near iron man i figured that was appropriate uh sign here next to mr stark uh, mm -hmm. and you know i told him uh i said you know we've got uh i said i do a podcast where we are watching and reviewing all of the best picture winners in chronological order and it's, I, was, I, saw, I saw his eyes kind of light up it was like yeah we did a beautiful mind earlier this year and he's like oh that's pretty cool i said and i have to show you so i hiked up my leg and showed him my i said because of the wife i showed him my labyrinth <laughs> tattoo and he's like yep nice. that's the missus <laughs> cool. so uh, but he was he was very nice he was very you know Something about the British actors, like most of them tend to be, you know, they're very polite. They don't tend to be very enthusiastic, though. Not not everybody's Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy is a, is an exception to the rule <laughs> yeah. when it comes to, you know, British. Little island unto himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to like, you know, British stiff upper lip, keep calm, carry on, politeness. You know, fine English gentlemen. Now the women are a little, you know, they're their own thing, obviously, as Chrissy can attest to with Alex and yes. I can attest to with, yes. with uh, you know, Jody. Uh, you know. Um, but the men generally tend to be just very polite English gentlemen. So you know, Paul Bettany was that way, and you know, some of the others, Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker, they're 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 definitely the exceptions to the rule. Um so uh so then i went and um you know by then it was you know it was a little after 10 o'clock and i was like my photo op with paul was until 11 45 so i was like i got all the time here i'm gonna try to knock out as many of these celebrity autographs that i wanted to get as as possible i had a shopping list literally i'd written it down <laughs> uh so i'd written it down and how much the, if they had if they if they if they had uh, pre-submitted to the convention how much the, like their autographs and like t table selfies and stuff were going to be they posted on the website so i also knew how much money i needed ahead of time which was nice uh uh so um so i got you know paul bettany um and then i got um uh paul freeman aka ivanus uh <laughs> from the Power Rangers movie from 1995. Uh, so I had him sign my my Power Rangers poster. Uh, yeah, he he commented on the state of it because it's looking a little rough, just like my Doctor Who poster. But unfortunately, I cannot retire the Power Ranger poster quite yet because uh, I am still waiting for Amy Jo Johnson <laughs> at some point so I can get that last Power Ranger. 
Um, Once it's done, it's getting framed and never taking out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would also like to get like Vulcan Skull and Rita Repulsa. And as I mentioned before, unfortunately, um, Robert Axelrod uh, is no longer mm-hmm. with us. Uh, so I cannot get uh, Roberts, but I can get, you know, Rita um, and, and Vulcan Skull. But yeah, it's just like I'm missing one Power Range. <laughs> so it's like come on amy joe uh no but he he was he was uh he was nice he's uh uh, on the older side they had a sign on his table it says please speak loudly and in you know face him you know so he can hear you and understand you so that was uh but he was he was very nice um so it, you know, he's he signed it. Thankfully, everybody's been consistent. Everybody's signed in gold. So I need to make sure that that continues to be a thing. <laughs> so if you need to take a gold sharpie, I might uh-huh. need to just in case. Um, no. Um, and then I got um, Bernard Hill. Uh, I picked up this this poster of Middle Earth ages ago. Um, because you know I've. I like having like one larger object where they could have multiple signatures on it so that, you know, you're not having to find multiple frames for, uh, you know, constantly hanging up, you know, celebrity autographs. I, I mean, I do have some where they have, you know, they have like the, you know, the eight and a half by 11 or eight by 10 at their table, you know, either headshots or seen from a movie or a TV show. I have a few of those. They tend to be the char- like the character voiceover at artists, um, but you know, for you know, like Doctor Who, Power Rangers, Marvel, I like having the single thing and I can collect multiples on it because I just think it looks really cool when you have it on your wall. Um, so I got this poster of Middle Earth eight, you know, quite a while ago. And when they were like, Bernard Hill is going to be there. I'm like, sweet. Theoden King. Going to, going to, going to do it. So um, he was the first person to to sign the poster. So I, I rolled it out best I could. Uh, tried to have it as flat as possible. <laughs> uh, by the time the day came around, uh, he's like, oh, what do you have here? I said, oh, it's a map of Middle Earth and you're going to be the first one to sign it. And I said, obviously the i think the most appropriate place would be for you to sign near rohan he's like that makes sense he's like i wouldn't want to go near gondor again Mm -hmm. i was like well yeah you died there he's like i got left (laughs) (laughs) and i i was like i was like well um He's like, not that I really want to go back to Helm's Deep or anything either. I was like, well, actually, the battle Helm's Deep is my favorite battle of all three movies. He's like, mm-hmm. really? I was like, oh, yeah, I love it. I thought it's one of the greatest battles, you know, in cinema. And he's like, well, you know, if you ask the people who are involved in that, they would probably say different. Because <laughs> at the time, filming mm-hmm. was not so fun. Because if you remember, Battle Helm's Deep takes place mostly in the rain. Yeah. So you're getting muddy and you're soaking wet and it's loud and it's supposed to be nighttime, so it's kind of dark. Um so yeah, he was like, Yeah, if you ask the people that were part of it, they would probably tell you different. He's he's like he said after the second movie was finished and they finally got to see it, 
yeah premiere or whatever he said he a uh, bunch of he and a bunch of people got t-shirts that said i survived the battle of helmsteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and the um i think on the extended edition they also they also said they called it hell's <laughs> yes because it was just that bad yeah but it looks amazing so yeah you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I I understand that, but it's 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 my favorite. Like, no offense to the Battle of Pelnor Fields, but uh, Helm's Deep is is my favorite. So, uh, so he signed, you know, he signed on Rohan for me. So I have a Theoden King as my first Lord of the Rings autograph. Um, and then. A uh, couple other Marvel like character actor guys. So you may not necessarily you might recognize their face, but not know their name necessarily. Um, one was uh, Alex Hanovic. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he was Ivan, one of the uh, one of the trust of bros on Hawkeye. Wow. Uh, so wow. he he signed right near uh, uh, Kingpin's. Uh, appropriate um and then uh funny enough this guy's name is alex too but it's spelled differently uh alex livinali who is a tuma um one of uh crap now i'm, I'm blanking on his name again namor he's one of namor's hench uh, minions in black panther wakanda forever um so um i got both of them uh so that was cool um, and then my last autograph I got was from Adam Savage. Nice. Of Mythbusters. So I got a copy of his book, Every Tool is a Hammer. Um, and, you know, I got up there and they're like, you know, like, you know, wait, you, what did you want him to sign? I'm like, I'm going to have him sign his book. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Um, so I get up there and, you know, he's got, you know, he's signing the book. He's like, thank you so much for buying the book. And I'm like, it was like yeah like i had to it's like i originally got it from the library because i have this thing where it's like even if i think i'm gonna like a book i'd still rather borrow from the library first and then if i really Mm -hmm. like it i'll buy it because the last thing you want to do is buy a book and realize you hate it Uh, so yeah and i was like i was like yeah i first got it and read it from the i got you know i got it from the library and i I had with me, I pulled him out of the, the binder that I had him in. I had, I took with me the eight, ten pages of notebook paper that are all of my notes from reading his book. Wow. Because I was like, I was like, I read it, but I was like, it got me, you know, it, it like spoke to me so much. I had to write notes because I couldn't write in the book because the copy wasn't right, mine. Yeah. So I had to go out and get my own copy. So you're okay to make notes and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, so now I can read the book again, and it's like I can transfer my highlights, and then if I want to make even more notes, I can do that too. Um, and he was like, "That's so cool!" And even the gal that was like working, you know, there with him, he's like, "Look, she brought her notes from when she borrowed the book from the library." He's like, "He's like, that's so cool! You made my day." I'm like, oh, "Thank you." Uh, you know, he, he signed the book. He said, "Rachel, stay obsessed." Uh, so now if anybody <laughs> if anybody comments on my on my level of obsession about stuff i can just be like well adam sandwich told me to stay obsessed so um your your opinion is 
invalid. Uh, much mm-hmm. like he says, I reject your reality and substitute it with my own. Uh, uh-huh. Um but uh yeah so he was super oh my god you know if 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 he hadn't had other people that wanted to meet him i probably could have stood there and just talked to him for hours seriously he is so smart and so enthusiastic about so many things and what i love about his book is it's a combination of memoir and self-help and actual practical like handy like almost handyman and craft related tips like so he'll actually like like you know because a lot like a lot of self-help stuff it tends to be kind of very metaphorical and kind of woo like you know change your mindset or you know look at the you know look at the world differently or you know think about this his is very practical like he does have some kind of you know a little bit of like you know you think about things differently but then he gives you like a practical like like think about glue and then he'll talk about different types of glue and how they have different applications and so it's like you can take the 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 information about glue and take it as information that could come in really handy if you're doing a project and you're like what kind of glue do i need but at the same time you can also kind of take it and make it a little metaphorical and apply it to your life as well you kind of have to read it for that to, to make sense but it's like it's what it's one of like the best like i don't know what you want to call it because it's not it's not just self-help but it's not like a how-to guide either. It's not just a bio, you know, an autobiography. It's like all of that combined. Um, and it's really good. It's a really good book. Um, so, and of course, you know, he's a big nerd. He loves cosplay. He loves a lot of the the same fandoms that you know a lot of people do. Um, so yeah, I could I could probably could I probably could talk to him and listen to him talk for hours and hours. If you're not subscribed to his youtube channel you should because it's really good um so um but uh yeah and chauncey actually thought that was the most impressive autograph i got of the the entire weekend (laughs) adam savages so um so by then i not i knocked out all of the autographs i wanted to get and it was about time to go get in line for my photo op with paul bettany so i did that um and then, uh, you know, went went through the cattle call that is uh, photo ops, and I got my my picture with him. He is very tall. You, you can see, well, you know, say I will. Uh, right now they're on my personal Facebook, but I will post them on our Facebook too. But you you can see he's even kind of leaning over a little, so he's not even standing up straight, and you can see just how tall he is compared to me. So, um, but. Uh, uh, of course, you know, I had to, uh, even though uh, Ming-Na Wen had had to cancel, uh, I still uh, made sure to rep uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. in all of its glory with my uh, my S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, poodle skirt that I made years ago in my I Heart Coulson t-shirt. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh... And my vest with some other shield slash Marvel related accoutrement on it. So, uh, and by then I was hungry. Uh, 
So I was like, I'm gonna go get something to eat. So I walked a couple of blocks to a restaurant and got lunch, which was nice. And I got there before the rush. <laughs> so it was really, it was really full of people by the time that I left, uh, was done with my lunch. Uh, but it was nice to, to put the feet up for a little bit, uh, you know, hang up the backpack on, on my chair. So it wasn't on my shoulders anymore. Um, and, um, yeah, just kind of chill. Get some water, much needed water. Um, get some food. Uh, charge my phone a little. Um, no, and other than that, on my way back, uh, I dropped or on my way to lunch, uh, I stopped at my car and dropped some stuff off. Um, so that when I went back to the convention center, I was a little less bogged down with with stuff. Um, so that was kind of nice. So you know, not not having a hotel room kind of sucks but being parked close enough that i was able to swing by and drop stuff off was was nice um so i went back to the the convention center after eating and uh wandered the the vendor floor a little bit it was it was kind of crowded um and uh ran into a friend of mine um so i talked to him for a while yeah took some pictures of some cosplays and some of like the kind of just kind of photo op areas that they had set up they had a thestral set up at one spot um you know saw the the star wars uh they had you know the local star wars groups there they had a a, a, a trench run that people could uh attempt um and if they if they drop the torpedo at the right time, they won a prize. They had a, a, a carbonite freezing unit set up. So you, they take a picture and make it look like you're in the middle of being frozen by carbonite. Of course I had to be weird and not act like I was scared, but instead I threw a peace sign instead. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, they had a, a droid uh, with Grogu in this little bassinet uh wandering around yeah the usual stuff you'd expect with the you know your local 501st and rebel legions wandering around um they had they had these giant crates that had nutcrackers in them and some of them had signs around their neck that said me david crumholds booth whatever the number was and it took me several times walking by them to realize oh yeah he's in the santa claus mm -hmm. that's why charlie for numbers yes <laughs> yeah i was like that's why they got him advertised with the nutcrackers duh santa claus because <laughs> to me he's charlie from numbers <laughs> so mm -hmm. um yeah um there was a a group dressed uh as the characters from monty python and the holy grail yeah so you had king arthur um and uh you had tim the enchanter uh, a couple of the knights and the guy who carries around the holy hand grenade of antioch and of course they were walking around uh well galloping around while well uh <laughs> uh patsy clanks together some coconuts uh, so it's very uh, funny because I would I would I would be at a like at a booth looking at something you know looking at art or whatever and I could hear like the next aisle over over just clack 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 
I got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just really funny because you could just occasionally you'd hear the clacking of coconuts coming from off in the distance somewhere. And I'm sure some people were probably very confused. Uh, I laugh every time I could hear it. Um, but I, oh, I they, they came they came by and I'm like, yeah, uh, I was like, you know, can you stop? Can I can I get a picture? And they're like, absolutely. So they stop. Uh, I got a picture. And I was like, don't leave yet. I got to show you something. And I yeah hiked up the poodle skirt i had leggings underneath so i'm not like i'm like i'm not like flashing everybody uh but still you know hiked up the poodle skirt and I had to show them my spam a lot tattoo uh which is the the uh the holy grail with the uh the killer rabbit of chernabog peeking out of the top of it <laughs> so <laughs> they're like they all went Ooh! Nice. just keep that away from us i'm like no problem uh <laughs> meaning the rabbit I'm like keep the rabbit away I'm like no problem um so um so yeah i i made some dent in the vendor floor but not a whole um and eventually i just got tired um you know as much as i really i really wanted to stay and go to the watch the uh the cosplay contest but at that point you know i've been up since 6 a.m i've been on my feet uh you know my feet were hurting even though i was wearing tennis shoes you know some of my best tennis shoes but it's all concrete unfortunately mm -hmm. um and my lower back was not happy <laughs> so i was like i i i can't i'm sorry um although on my way out i did uh stop and make uh a couple of impulse purchases uh one of them was from this artist which i don't have her name because i paid cash uh but all like and she doesn't have anything about like who she is and like where you can find her art anywhere um on the on the little adoption certificate i got but she makes these little uh clay like you know the the modeling clay that after a while it dries and it becomes really hard um mm -hmm. but she has all these little animals that are a mashup of animal and food so she'd have like little snails but like instead of a shell on their back it'd be like a little strawberry or a Aww. thing of raspberries or are, are, are they are they, are they and they're painted or and they're painted yeah they're very colorful um so and then she had and they could they were like some i mean even the biggest ones i mean the, the one i got you know this thing probably is only you know a couple inches wide and you know maybe like you know a couple inches tall it's it's small you know it's you know it's probably about the same size as you know a, a d20 <laughs> you know mm -hmm. your standard d20 so not very big um but uh she had a, a series of cats um inside macaroons <laughs> so uh she but she has adoption certificates for all of them with the names already on there and then you should just put you know your name because it's like has been formally adopted by so and so on this day uh, and it says this familiar oh. shall forevermore be part of your magical family so i adopted oh. this little sky blue and white kitten in a blue macaroon named Kelton. <laughs> that is who now, so cute. Who's now sitting on on uh I have like a little collection on 
the base near my uh external computer monitor where i've got um like some a couple of 3d printed objects and some other just kind of knickknacky type stuff uh so i i put i put kelt in there um and then i did buy one piece of art <laughs> only one um but um it is a print of um uh sir didymus on top of ambrosius <laughs> from labyrinth um because uh guy gilcrest uh who worked with jim henson and did a lot of the henson property comic strips was there um and he was selling some of his original strips for like buku amount of money um but like it was really cool but then he had some prints too um and of course you know i'm a sucker for anything labyrinth and but i i didn't want to necessarily get another print of jareth and or jareth and sarah because i have a lot of that already uh you know as much as i love david bowie uh but yeah all the characters in labyrinth are awesome and i love sir didymus and ambrosius uh as a, as a team uh so um i got that um and he said he he signed it to lady rachel charge uh <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this fun prince of of you know De sir didymus on on ambrosius back you know looking like they're about to take off unless ambrosius gets scared and turns tail uh so that was that was really cool. It was really cool to to meet somebody who worked with Jim, especially considering yesterday happened to be Jim Henson's birthday. So um, that was kind of a cool coincidence as well. So I left uh, with the intention to go to the hotel because I not been to my hotel yet to check in or anything. So I was like, like I'll go back to the hotel. I can put my feet up uh, and then I can hit, you know, everything Sunday rested so i go to the car and i go to leave the the parking garage and it's you know late afternoon early evening on a saturday and you would have thought it was rush hour on a weekday the way the traffic was i noticed there seemed to be an awful lot of foot traffic anyway when i left the convention center and it wasn't necessarily people going into the convention center um so then I'm you know, trying to leave this parking garage and it's just like bumper to bumper traffic. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So eventually I get out and I'm following, you know, my, my GPS and it takes me down to the, the street that I need to go to, which is close to the river um, uh, to, to go get on the highway to because I ended up getting a hotel out by the airport instead because it was a hell of a lot cheaper um than than trying to stay downtown um and i realized as i'm navigating this traffic trying to get onto the highway that the reason the traffic is so busy is because the cincinnati reds are playing a home game ah uh, that would do it yes and at the same time kroger 
Well, I don't know if they're based out of Cincinnati or they have like a, just an office in Cincinnati. Kroger no, was in town. Okay. So, but Kroger was also having some like corporate like conference or something. Cause one of the friend I walked in, I ran into Alan, uh, who does the, the hungover mashups. Um, he, um, he said he saw a bunch of people with Kroger, like, lay, you know, lanyards and stuff. So apparently he said they're having some sort of like, conference or something or other but then they were also doing like some sort of public outreach in the same area down by you oh. know down on those streets down by the baseball stadium and the river where they were there were a whole bunch of like giant kroger semi trucks parked along the street and they had like booths i don't know if they were giving out like groceries to the public or what was going on but so it was very busy downtown so i was glad that i was getting out of downtown actually because if I was staying downtown and then had to navigate that to try to find some place to get like dinner or something, that would have sucked. Um, yeah. Although I so guess I, you could go, you know, hit up the Kroger people like, hey. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, hi, I'm not local, but will you feed me? Uh, <laughs> so eventually I navigated through that kerfuffle um, and got out to, to the Holiday Inn by the airport, which technically was in Kentucky because uh cincinnati is really weird because you can get you can be in ohio and then be in kentucky within like minutes because <laughs> there's one spot where indiana ohio and kentucky all meet around the ohio river and you could just kind of bounce from state to state to state really easily um so technically like i had to but with actual water yeah so technically i had to go to kentucky to to get to my hotel but that's okay so i get checked in uh it's a holiday inn fairly reasonable great free breakfast always a win uh i always like sleeping in holiday in holiday inns i always their beds are always comfy um so i i go dump my stuff plug my phone in kick off the shoes uh and just kind of chill for a little bit and i at that point i would have fallen asleep but uh you know i turned on the tv to try to keep myself awake because i was like if i fall asleep now i'm probably gonna wake up like in the middle of the night starving because i had not had dinner yet uh so i turned on the tv guardians 2 was on the tv so that was kind of fun especially considering i just met michael rooker and sean gunn so i'm like hey i've met i've met them recently and then taser face i'm like hey i've met him too uh rocket goes on it goes on his laughing spree taser face yeah um but how stupid of a name he thinks that is i'm like hey i've met taser face he's a nice guy um so eventually i was like okay i have to get dinner uh so i'm looking on the the map on my phone i'm like okay here i'm gonna get dinner from here this is a place i know i know the food's good do that so get in the car go get dinner there's a trader joe's right in the same shopping center so i go to the trader joe's to get an adult beverage <laughs> to go with said dinner um then I go back to the room eat my dinner drink my drink finish watching guardians too and at that point i'm like i'm done i'm not staying awake any longer and i am asleep <laughs> i'm in bed by like 10 like i am done um and that was perfectly fine it was 
perfectly respectable sleep. I did struggle a little bit between being warm and cold. <laughs> Couldn't quite get the, the thermostat dialed in right, but that's not the holiday ins problem. That's a me problem and hot flashes at my age. It's just a thing. Um, so, uh, but I was up at a little after 6 a.m. Uh, one, because they started serving breakfast at 6.30, but at 6.30 my time, Inter Milan was playing a football match. <laughs> so I got up and uh, you know, turned on the match on my on my computer and I get into our sports ball chat and of course Nick's already up because it's not 6.30 in the morning for him. It's like 11.30 for him. It's going on lunchtime for him. Um, and Holly was up as well because the dogs made sure that she was up for <laughs> for breakfast uh so you know it's early morning for us and lunchtime for nick um and it worked out well because it's like i'll just you know they're they started they just started serving breakfast like i will watch the first half when we get to halftime i will go get my breakfast come back and watch the second half and by the time the match is over that it will be time for me to finish getting ready for my day check out of the hotel and go back to the convention center. So that's exactly what I did at halftime. I went and got my breakfast and then watched the second half while I was, I was eating my, my uh, biscuits and gravy uh, among other things and uh, inter one, which is good. Uh, that was a hard fought match. <laughs> we had quite the discussion in the chat. <laughs> It's like, come on, eventually one of these hit, you know, attempts at a goal is going to go in. Um, and it did. Inter one, one to nothing. Uh, so, um, uh, and then it was like, I was like, well, you know, it's still kind of early. So I, I, I went back to bed. You know, I was dressed, but I lay back down and took a power nap. Uh, so then when I woke up again, I was like, okay loaded up my stuff you know in my my cart that i used to to carry everything around loaded all up made sure i had everything walked out you know left my hotel room and was checked out and out the door in like 20 minutes from the time i got up so i'm like hey there we go um then went back downtown parked in the same parking garage and uh this time, you know, just had the one bag to go through bag check. So that's nice. Um, and uh, used the day to uh, wander the rest of the uh, vendor hall that I did not get to see the first day. And even then, I still got turned around every now and then. <laughs> just the layout. Um, but, you know, ran into, again, some people I know uh and and got to chat with them for uh a while so that that's always nice you know um uh some of them are vendors uh because <laughs> i was saying this before we started um you know obviously I've, i'm very fortunate to be able to go to as many conventions as i go to um and especially when provided with a press badge because that means i don't have to pay to get in which 
again, I also understand is the, you know, not something that everybody gets to do. Um, so, yeah, I try to make the best of, of the opportunities given to me. Um, but since I do so many conventions kind of in the general, you know, couple hundred mile radius of where I live, that's the same with the vendors. A lot of them, you know, the the one gal that Chrissy discovered, you know, who's like Florida and Colorado and, you know, all these places, you know, not every vendor right. has the ability to, to travel, you know, extensively, you know, lots of miles, you know, multiple states. Um, so I tend to, I tend to see a lot of the same vendors over and over again. Um, and, uh, uh, and uh which is not necessarily a bad thing um but when you've seen them recently and also purchased from them recently you know you're not as inclined to like buy from them again <laughs> so it's like hey good to see you sorry i'm not going to give you any more any more of my money at the moment uh <laughs> I'm still enjoying the thing i bought from you that last day yes yeah yeah so but there was some really there was some really interesting and talented uh both artists and other crafts people um there's one vendor uh called modern rugged that they they do some D D stuff they do dice um but they also make uh handmade leather stuff like leather bound journals and bags and stuff and oh my goodness if you're so some people may find this weird but i love the smell of leather Oh, so awesome. walking walking up to their table and just getting hit with that aroma of leather it's like oh yeah so <laughs> uh so but they were at gen con they actually have they actually are capable of doing multiple booths at multiple places on the same weekend because he's like yeah i'm like one of five of us that are out this weekend so i was like that's cool was like, but you were at Gen Con, right? He's like, well, not me personally, but yes, as a company we were. I'm like, yeah, I thought so. I reckon that's stuff. Because again, smelling the leather. Um, um uh the they had some cosplay groups there. Of course, they had their local Ghostbusters group there. Um, the guy who owns the Mandalorian that I had my picture taken with at GalaxyCon last December was there. Um, you know. Uh, offering photo ops with his his man as a mandalorian delorean uh and uh yeah they had uh uh yeah some other uh local cosplay groups um which was cool um the agents of ohio were there so i finally got to meet some of those folks um they are an agents of shield fan group um uh in in ohio obviously um so i got to got to meet them and drool over some of the authentic props from the show that they've collected throughout the years <laughs> so uh we talked we talked about agents of shield and we talked about some of the casts that we've met and want to meet and that sort of thing um so that was that was kind of cool they had a couple of different vendors that uh custom make lightsabers which was pretty awesome uh of course you know all your different collectibles and uh you know figurines and stuff like that there was one booth that had several of the speaking of 
Lord of the Rings, the the Weta scale figures that I see because I get the emails from Weta and I'm like, oh, that looks so nice. I don't need it. It would just collect dust. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of your, your your usual suspects, you know, your lounge fly bags and your comics and your handmade jewelry and stuff like that. Uh, the Duftor and I got our picture with Darth Vader while sitting sitting in the Emperor's chair. <laughs> uh, so that was that was fun. Um. And then it was it was it was time to go. It was uh, Sunday was definitely quieter. Um, several of the celebrities had to leave early because they had flights. Adam Savage left at like one thirty. Uh, I think Karen Ashley from the Power Rangers she had to leave at like three. I think someone else had to leave at three. Obviously, Paul Bettany was only there for Saturday, so was Stephen Amell. So that entire wall was just empty, uh, and the the. The only person who consistently had a line the entire time was Ashley Eckstein. <laughs> Every time I walked by, she would have at least the 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 lineup area right in front of her table was always full. If not, there were people in overflow right nearby. Um, and you know, she's just like Alex Kington. She's she's a chatterer. She loves to talk to her fans. Mm -hmm. And make them feel like, you know, they're the only two people there at the time. You know, she's so sweet. Um, I saw her her parents from the, the side as well. Her parents are very nice people as well. Um, I swear her mom, is the two of them are just clones of each other. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just thought it was wild the fact that she was in Salt Lake and then all of a sudden she was in Cincinnati. I'm like, good Lord, woman. Uh racking up those frequent flyer miles i, I guess. guess so you know yeah. it's like yeah, you know she's helped she wants to make a weekend is, of it yeah because fan yeah. x doesn't go into sunday so you know no, it's thursday thursday friday saturday which i'm gonna be honest i think thursday is my favorite day to go because it's not super busy i mean obviously there's you know if there's somebody specific you want to see and they're not yeah. there thursday you gotta make plans to go but like just for walking around the vendor hall and everything it's just kind of nice yeah. I mean, it's still busy, but it just, it doesn't feel like you're rushed. Yeah. Like you do on a Saturday. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like to, I like to be seen on Thursday. Yeah. So, um, um, but then I was like, yeah, I'd had, since I'd had a decent breakfast, it, it lasted me a lot longer than mm -hmm. uh you know any other breakfast like the breakfast i'd had before so i was able to last longer before i started getting hungry uh but by then you know you could you could kind of tell things were just kind of you know trickling towards the end uh so i was like okay so time to time to call it quits again once again the reds were playing at home again uh <laughs> thankfully traffic wasn't nearly as bad uh but it was still, you know, it was still a decent amount of people downtown. Uh, so it's something I forget about when going to some of these conventions in other cities. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, sports. That's a thing yeah. that could affect the crowd levels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, 
I'm, I don't, I can't NBA starts, but yeah, so like we didn't have, we didn't have to deal with the Jazz playing, yeah. but I, I, they, they announced the, um, uh, the dates for next year, and it's basically the tail, very tail end of September for FanX. I'm like, are we gonna run into some issues with, the, with the, the NBA downtown, or uh, what are we doing? But mm. nah, usually they're more the end of October, but. I mean, preseason is a thing, so it's like, okay, yeah. just be careful, guys, because traffic, yeah. I mean, downtown Salt Lake is pretty much torn up because everybody thinks they need to remodel everything, so there's like yeah. a fraction yeah. of the parking there normally would yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think, yeah, because sometimes around here, because uh, our convention center is literally across the street from the baseball stadium on in one direction and literally across the street from the football stadium in another direction and then the basketball stadium while not literally across the street is only a few blocks away so depending on what time of year it is yeah there could be a baseball game and or the colts could be playing at home and or the pacers could be playing or it could, if it's in the spring, the Big Ten tournament could be going on. Uh, so that's always fun. Uh, yeah. so. Scheduling, scheduling is, is a joy. Just yeah. in general. Yeah. But it's something you forget about sometimes when it, taking yeah. into consideration crowds yeah. in a metropolitan well, area. Yeah. And I was a little, I was a little worried because we went up Saturday. I'm like, oh, yeah. The youths are playing at home, but they're but the campus is up on the up on the hill a bit, but still the um the tracks line goes through downtown to get up to to get up to the football stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hope this isn't a problem. And it wasn't, but it was still like it was Yeah. So, so something yeah. to keep it something to keep in mind, kids, when uh yeah. Yeah, especially another, like another. if if you're looking for like you know to book a hotel or something that could affect it as well. It may it may not yeah. just be the convention that affects hotel availability. There could be other things going on as well. So plan plan accordingly and yeah yeah, yeah don't be don't I mean, be afraid I mean, to if, if you can if you you know if you're like you're driving and you've got a car. You know, don't be afraid to look outside of downtown and driving in. That's what I did. I stayed like 20 minutes out of town and was actually kind of nice to be able to get away because of there are multiple things happening downtown all at once Mm -hmm. and be able to go and like, you know, go to a Trader Joe's and pick up, you know. Yeah. you know stuff and go to a restaurant that you know i know i'm gonna get decent food at yeah and it's not gonna you don't have price gouging right yeah, yeah. i mean and that's and that's the thing with us is like you know before i was married had kids i was like oh yeah i'll take i'll take the train and go into downtown but i think with you know, two little ones i think i mean they might enjoy the train but at the same time like that's a lot of walking mm-hmm. so you know strollers if you if they're if they're young enough, but then you know you got a kid like Alex, a little bit bigger, and they get tired out and grumpy and hungry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
that's why I'm like, if I could get it, and, and honestly, like you're talking about, you went, you stayed out at the airport, and I'm like, if, because I'm thinking of the downtown hotels we have here, and I'm like, yeah, those, those could get pricey, and it would be nice to have something really close. If we stayed at, at, at the airport, we might as well just go home, because the airport is like 10 minutes away from our house. So yeah, if you just you just gotta you know take into account what's going on, what's your situation, what do you have to consider, you know who is gonna be there on what day, who do you mm-hmm. wanna who do you wanna see. So it does take a little bit of planning, but yeah, the planning's work. And sometimes I, I didn't go over this because I uh, forgot because we because we were also gonna try to meet uh, the other voice actors for. Uh, Ladybug and Cat Noir, um, mm-hmm. Christina and Bryce Pappenbrook, and we were like, "Ooh, we want to go meet them," but Christina wasn't there until Friday, and we saw Bryce like at his table, but it was so crowded, so we just didn't get to we didn't get to go see them because we could have gone on Saturday, but I don't know how it turned out standing in line with the with with my two little ones, even if it is to meet people that I know they would have enjoyed. I really do, but it's like, oh, your lines are just so long, guys. So, you know, you, you do what you can. And either way, you, you, you do it. I, I, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, it was fun, you know, since I had, uh, uh, since I was in, you know, the Cincinnati area, it, you know, since I'd driven all the way out there, I wanted to make the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. while i was there so on my way out of town i drove up to jungle gyms uh which if you don't know what jungle gyms is it is if epcot and chuck e cheese had a made a baby and that baby was a grocery store that's the very 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 undetailed description of what jungle gyms is you go to the website okay. and, ch- and check it out there. Grocery store. <laughs> yeah go to their website check out the photos check out the video go on youtube and check out people's inca- it is it is it, i mean it is a grocery store i mean i'm sure the locals there after a while the novelty probably wears off um but for those of us that you know live in the Midwest and don't have anything this exciting, you know, you're like, well, if you're in Cincinnati, you have to go to Jungle Gym. There, now there's two stores. There's the one in Fair Fairland, Fairfax, something, Fair something. Um, and then there's another one. It's I think Eastgate or something like that. Don't go to the Eastgate one. Go to the other one on Dixie Highway. Uh, because it's bigger and so much better but it is it's huge and they have pretty much anything and everything you could ever think of uh, i love going there for like their international section and picking up also just snacks and stuff that you don't can't buy anywhere else unless you're you're lucky enough to have like an international grocery near you like like if you're really into like asian snacks you know a lot of pay places you, you know have your uh yeah maybe some sort of like asian grocery because you know families moved in and that's their 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 business or whatever um but uh there's their international section is broken down by like region so you've got 
England and France, you know, your, your European countries, and then your Asian, and they've got a whole section that's just hot sauce. Uh, they're, you know, if you indulge in adult beverages, their alcohol selection, just in that in itself, is something to behold. So the I'm looking at their website. Their cheese. Yeah, just the cheese selection is amazing. There is a section on their website about plan your trip. Yes. Store information and nearby hotels. Yes. Like, holy cow, what is this place? It is. It is amazing. Twenty thousand square feet of just madness. Yeah. Also, America's best restroom. Which here's the thing: the the restrooms that are purported to be the world, the America's best restrooms, are um, closer to the entrance where you come in. So, if you want to check out the restrooms, plan it so that you need to go when you first get there. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> You're out of luck. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> if you're like me and you didn't have to go when you got, although I've been, I've been in the restrooms before. I've been to jungle gyms a, a good dozen times at this point. Um, but you know, if you're like me and you either hit up the Starbucks that's attached, and so you're drinking Starbucks while you're browsing, or you hit up the bar and get a a, a beer or uh, a thing of wine to drink while you're shopping. How many grocery stores can you do that? Uh, so then you end up having to go by the time you get to the checkout, and the restrooms by the checkout are just generic. They they really need to to refurbish those restrooms more than anything. Okay. Um, okay. So, but so yeah. you go to this place, and it's like it's like you you have you have to check out the bathrooms. It's it's amazing. Five stars mm-hmm. would here again. Hmm. <laughs> literally oh my gosh this place is nuts yeah yeah they've got they've got a whole section on their website of video of uh photos but they've got animatronics and like i said there's a bar so you can get you can there are plenty of people walking around the you know the all the grocery carts have a cup holder so uh There have plenty of people walking around, you know, grabbing grabbing produce with one hand. It, well, the monorail doesn't actually do anything; it just sits oh, there. Okay. But still, I, um, I was flipping through the photos on here. I'm like, yeah, good. Yeah, it's okay, they got that's... like it's like uh, they got different animals out, uh, giant like concrete or whatever animals, and there's sound jungle sounds and sounds of like elephants and monkeys when you're walking in. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely just the most outrageous thing you will ever see in your life when it comes to grocery stores. But it's so cool. It's uh, like it's like somebody looked at Costco and said, "Amateurs." Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And then what? I, it, right now, is if they're not big enough already. One side of the store is under construction. They're adding another 12,000 square feet 
Wow. Like, what else would they sell that they don't already Uh have? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they'll find something. Oh, I'm sure they will find something. I'm sure they will find something. I never really had... I never really had a reason to to visit Ohio, but I might might now. Yeah, yeah. Come, come visit me, and then we will take a trip over to Cincinnati to go to go to Jungle Gyms. <laughs> but I was oh. like, if I'm, I was like, I already drove all the way out here to Cincinnati. I'm gonna go to Jungle Gyms, and then I, you know, Chauncey had stayed home. Um, again, cleaning the carpet. Uh, and um, you know, I was like, what do you? He was like, I'm going to Jungle Gyms what do you want me to look for? And he had, I mean, he had specific like ingredients that we would not be able to find here. No matter where, which, no matter which fancy schmancy grocery store we went to, there was the, some of the stuff I knew we would never find in Indianapolis. Uh, so, so I found some of the stuff he wanted and then I got, uh, picked up some, the uh, you know, the international snacks uh, although they didn't have any jammy dodgers Aww. so really yeah i know i don't know what the deal disappointing. is disappointing yes so i did get other stuff though so uh it's not like i walked out completely empty-handed um but yeah so but uh, yeah like i said i wanted to i wanted to make the most of my time since i was already out there anyway um oh yeah so I was I was at Jungle Gyms for several hours. Um, it's a lot like IKEA, you know. You can't just like pop in and Get pop out. You, you, you kind of have to like wander up and down all the aisles. So, um, well, yeah. IKEA they trap you. They yeah, Jungle Gyms, you're more just mentally overloaded, mentally stimulated, and that's why you stay in there. <laughs> Uh, All right, I learned something new. Jungle yep. Gyms is a place, and holy cow, mm-hmm. that that is something. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, but uh, so yeah, once I was done to Jungle Gyms, then I had to make the car ride home, the drive home, which thankfully is not too bad. The weather was really nice over the weekend, so I didn't have to be too concerned about that. It was mostly just construction. Uh, that I had to be concerned about. So when I got home, unloaded, Chauncey fed me, and then I was out. <laughs> I was out and have been out off and on since. So I'm well, ready to be least, out again. Uh, at least you uh you you uh, perked up long enough to tell us of your adventures. So. Yes. Oh yeah. I had I had to tell you all about that all about the adventures so yeah i i mean i had fun this is not a convention that i would like immediately put on the calendar every year and be like you know make sure that i am free that weekend um it needs i think it needs a little bit of work uh they didn't really have a whole lot in the way of panels outside of you know the celebrity q a panels and I don't know if that's just a lack of fans submitting stuff or what. Um, you know, the, uh, supposedly the rumor is that the convention center is going to get rehabilitated. Rehabilitated. <laughs> Maybe in a way it needs to be re- rehabilitated. 
uh, also remodeled. Uh, maybe it needs both. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yep. So in the next, and that supposedly is going to be sooner rather than later. So I guess we'll see. This is this is definitely a convention that's like I will go to it if they've got somebody there I absolutely want to see. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go to it. Not something like PopCon where I'm going to be there come hell or high water uh, type convention. Uh, this is definitely keep an eye on the on the celebrity announcements. And then if they announce somebody that's like, oh, I got to meet them. Um, then, you know, I'll make make an effort to go. You know, Stanley, absolutely uh you know john bearman yeah i mean john, john is all over the place but yeah so now if amy joe johnson went to that one yeah if amy joe johnson went to that one i would definitely be there with bells on uh oh, yeah. yeah same thing with paul bettany clark Gregg has been at mm -hmm. that one before so here's hoping so it's I I was joking with Chauncey. I said it's really like i should start taking bets now on on <laughs> people's people's you know People could start wagering, whose autograph am I going to get first? Amy uh -huh. Joe Johnson or Clark Gregg? Johnson uh -huh. will have to go with you to meet Clark Gregg because he's going to need a mop and a bucket. You're going to be the yep. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, the one, the one gal from uh, Agents of Ohio. Yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, the fact that she's she she has met Clark, but she said that the person who's made her dumbstruck is Ming Na. Oh yeah, I, 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 so, I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, and she said it was actually probably more the fact that she's Mulan and not because she's Agent Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like, it's it's going to be a toss up. It's not if when I meet Clark Gregg, am I going yep. to go the Weird Al route where I completely lose all ability to speak, <laughs> or am I going to do the Colin Baker route where I burst into tears? There's no in between. Yeah. Or it's yeah. <laughs> there's there's that. it's it's gonna be one of those. It's just again, place your bets now. Uh but then again, it's also it's like who who's whose signature am I gonna check off first? That's her bingo card. Yeah, to add to add to my, you know, to round out the collection. So not that not that Clark Gregg is like, oh, once I get his, I'm done. Because now as I keep making stuff in the now as I keep making stuff in the MCU, like I'm gonna have to get another one of those at some point. Cause it's gonna get full, especially well, as long as not everybody else decides to sign like Michael Rooker, then I'll have plenty of room to last me a while. <laughs> True. <laughs> Come on, people, leave some space. No, all this mine. <laughs> so, if people write like normal people, I won't have a problem. But if everyone decides to take the Michael Rooker route and take up, you know, half of the half of the space, then we're going to have an issue. So, <laughs> that and people keep encroaching on the Captain America, which is right smack dab in the middle. I mean, eventually, I'm going to put like a tape, like a post-it note or something there, like reserved Chris for Clark Evans Gregg. Only for Clark Gregg, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, this is for Clark Gregg and then Chris Evans, but first Clark Gregg, and then Chris Evans can work around Clark Gregg. Uh-huh. 
Yes. <laughs> he can fanboy around Clark Gregg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least with the Power Rangers, it's real easy. They're just lined up in a row. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like they they've all signed right below their respective heads slash helmets. Alpha, you know, put himself in one corner. Ivan Ooze put himself in another corner. So it's right there. Pink Rangers, you smack dab in the middle. Nice space right there for you, Amy Joe. So, yeah. All right. Rant. Done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I think we've, uh, we've got it all, huh? I think so. Yep. I think so. So, oh, anyway, if any of our listeners going, <laughs> went to either of these conventions and want to tell us about your I'm Your sure we will hear from Shalane about her. I'm sure we will. And, and I have no idea what she did beyond the pictures that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> uh, uh, if you or just, you know, want to talk about conventions in general, some fun ones you've been to, uh, maybe some that we should put on our radar, uh, let us know. And in feedback, our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. And that has links to all of our social media, where you can see uh, pictures that Rachel and I posted, um, different things. We also have our show notes on our website, so links will be there as well. Some of the stuff we mentioned in uh, the show today. Um, and you can also support the podcast through our Patreon and our merch shop. Um, both go to help fund the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And and uh, which is always appreciated. And of course, we uh, thank you for listening and commenting, downloading, supporting any of those things that you do is, is we're very grateful. Thank you for being our audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep on, keep, keep on rocking on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, unfortunately, Britney's internet gave out on her, so oh, she so says weird. good evening to everyone. You internet gremlins. Yep, it happens. Yeah, uh, well. So we will we will say good night on her behalf. Yes. But uh, for the rest of us, we shall say good night for this week. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in. Indianapolis, Indiana. My wallet, my poor, poor wallet. Oh well. Mm. <laughs> you can't take it with you, but the memories are priceless. Exactly. For listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five Ish fam, 
and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.